0: Show.
1: Episode 141 141. Welcome back to another It's Time to Nut Up or Shut Up as we travel all alone in the land of true indie filmmaking. Will you get to wear a woman's large bra and panties and call it making a movie? You better believe it. If you fill this jar, I promise that no one will see it. It'll be my own personal Cinnabon. It's what's in the box. Is it really one last kill? Let's take a stroll down Straw Memory Lane. Oh, look at you, girl. Kind of episode of that strange show. Fucking
2: yeah.
0: God damn it.
1: You did it. Hold on. That
2: was.
0: Now, if you did that the first time.
1: I feel like I just came. We already would have been done with the show. (laughs) All right. That took longer than I last, too. That's (laughs) crazy. Uh, so, I hope you enjoyed last
2: week's helping of that ooey goodness as we kept it tucked and went alien hunting with fake seagulls in tow. We fought off the chunky bits as we talked 87's bad taste. Available mm. everywhere.
1: That was a fun one. Yes. That was a good one.
2: Bad taste in your mouth. So, what's everybody been up to?
1: Well, hold on. What? We need to say hi to our guest tonight. Who? One we, mis- got? we got one Mr. James, oh, fucking shit. Lamont What's up? Say what? it up. came from Five Hundred Eight Productions. Say Why hi, James.
0: James? Hello. Me? <laughs> yes, you're here. Hello.
1: The guest What's of going morning. on,
3: guys? What's happening?
1: Thanks for coming on tonight. We really were we've been looking forward to this all Yeah, yeah.
2: We uh, talked to you at Rocket Shock a couple times. Oh yeah. Uh, but Thanks now, for having me. Yeah. Now you're Thanks on the me. the actual show. There you
1: yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe one day he will listen. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe no, they don't, that's not
2: per, That's not a requirement.
1: <laughs> no one well, le- No maybe, one needs to listen. People don't even <laughs> listen to the ones that they're on. Yeah, like, yeah, I was there. How'd did that it? come out? It was good? Good.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I so, was well, yeah, already like, there. I don't need to listen.
1: It's like you said,
2: James, from, uh it came from 508.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's me.
1: That is I. That is I. <laughs> so. Yeah.
0: Tell us so he's here. Hey. Thing.
1: Tell the people a little bit about yourself.
3: About me. Well, I am a independent film writer and director, uh and the CEO of it came from the five oh eight productions. Uh we are based out of Fall River, Massachusetts. I make horror movies. That's pretty much my exclusive gig. <laughs> live in the dream.
0: Fucking a
3: live live in the fucking dream. That's right. Hey, hey, hey.
1: Alright, that was fun Yeah, Episode. we're excited sorry, to have you sorry. on tonight And yeah. talk
0: about some of uh, your films Stuff you've been involved yeah. with What's what's going on what's, uh, What is uh, your I guess uh, The newest up-to-date thing Where people can find you And where they can find your films and everything
3: Um, actually Funny you should ask We just, uh, as of three weeks ago launched our website. It came from the 508.com. dot com. Um and that's basically the best place to find us to keep up to date on what we're doing and you can actually just go and buy our movies there too.
0: Perfect. Awesome. Hey. Keep it pretty simple. Yes. Sounds good. Yeah,
2: hey, you guys do Blu rays, right?
3: Yes we do. Awesome.
2: Ooh. So right, pick pick,
1: pick pick something up. So let's get back to the original question since I figure we could just have them chime in. They're like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, so Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. So what's everybody? Been still, up to?
1: <laughs> so I just wanna just come right out and say that.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Uh we You wanna come out? I, I wanna come out on okay. the show. No, I'm kidding. I wanna come out and say it's about that That hey, Fuck you, James. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pluto, the Pluto app. Pluto cable service. Oh, I thought you were talking about the planet. Not the planet. It does it's not, not a planet, a planet anymore. anymore. It's, a, it's a planet It is Fuck not you, a, a fucking, I fucking planet. I still think it's a planet, but no. it's not a planet. No, this is, planetoid. There uh, you go. It's a, okay. Planetoid a toy planet?
0: You know planet? what? I'll take it. I guess so. I'll take <laughs> it.
1: like a hemorrhoid of a planet. Um <laughs> interesting. So we yes. were we were combing through this thing. <laughs> and we've had it like we've had it on a couple things and just never really went into it. You watch the live TV? It's got live TV, it's got It's got way more than I would have thought it would. Yeah, it does. But all I got to say is 24-hour Forensic Files channel. Yes. 24-hour Unsolved Mysteries with Robert Stack channel. Mm. 24-hour Crank Anchors network. Yep. It's just fucking endless. There's like four different horror channels that actually play like legit horror movies. Don't do the head nod thing at me. I see you over there doing that. Goddamn right. Hey, maybe they'll fucking sponsor (laughs) us. Tag them in the next post. Pluto the planet. <laughs> Sponsor us, but so I pretty much spent my entire day today just watching Unsolved Mysteries with Robert Stack, and it was it comes, was a, out, it it comes was, out
2: from the fog.
1: It was fucking Jeez. that that is the voice of <laughs> my nightmares for my childhood. That show used to scare the shit out of me. They're like, and they never found the killer who hides under children's beds. Here's Maybe a clo- here's a close you. here's an extreme. Coming closer to you, close up of a fucking sketch of him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that you can have. If you see your this nightmares. man, and they never found
1: him.
2: <laughs> you see this man? It's too late. Likes to kill boys. <laughs> You're named like a Ryan.
0: confused kid. Like I think
2: I did see him. <laughs> That's my uncle. Goddamn it.
1: <laughs> but uh, other than that. So so you're
2: watching Pluto.
0: I'm watching Pluto. I'm watching Pluto.
2: Lots of Pluto. Uh so uh Ryan was telling me you guys are also watching Interrogation. Oh, Ooh, we
0: finished that.
2: We killed it. We yeah. killed that?
0: It was really good. It's
1: on CBS, right? All access, All access bullshit. Yeah.
2: All right, I got to apply for that.
1: Apply for it. Yeah, I feel you know. like It's Credit worth loan. it. The um, second they see Lopez, you're not getting. I'm it. not getting it.
2: Bro. I
0: thought you had it because we watched the fucking no, Twilight I was getting Zone fr- shit. I, well, I did the oh, freebies. I listen. I did the, oh the, yeah.
2: The, I did the YouTube. I watched the first two, and I was like, "It's
0: good. <laughs> it's good." No,
2: it's Jordan <laughs> Peele, so it's not that good.
0: Um. Yeah. No, I thought it was really good.
3: Right.
1: Uh, James, kept me entertained. James, are you familiar with interrogation?
3: Yes, sir. Yes, Ooh. sir. Have did Quite you good. watch?
1: Did you watch? You watch the whole thing?
3: Um, not the whole thing. Not yet. No, I have watched several pieces and bits and episodes and I, I have enjoyed what I've seen so far, but how I did can't you, say it.
0: How did you watch it? Like what order did you watch it in the order that they released the episodes or did you jump around? Cause we did it like where we tried to follow it by the years.
3: Ah. Uh. Oh really? No, I didn't. I didn't go. I didn't go that in depth into it. It was literally just what popped up
0: first. Okay, <laughs> well, let's let's clarify. Well, it you for had everybody. the option. Basically, it was kind of like a choose your own adventure. Oh, uh, basically, so like it's a you're you're kind of in the investigation with them, and you're watching all the interrogations, and you watch the backstories. You can watch the ep- you have to watch the first episode first. Then you can watch all the other episodes in whatever order you choose to try cool. to solve the crime. And then you watch the last episode, which it's still an open case. Um, in real life? So, yes. So you're not really like getting a resolution, but it sh- tells you more it's in like the last you know- episode. It gives you more information than what you had sure. before.
1: Basically, there's a general public. Opinion, yeah, on what happened, mm-hmm. but it was, it's never was a closed case. The murder, right.
0: so that, I don't want to get too much feel? information on what happens throughout because he, he fucking, James didn't finish it and it Angel didn't see it. Yeah. But
1: what a fucking gut punch of a show!
0: Yeah, I love because you didn't solve
1: the murder or
0: no, no. just it's
1: the backstories uh, of everybody. It's it was, just fucking gut wrenching. It's one of those like the perfect uh, suburban married couple. Uh, but they're attached Bill to the they're, they're attached to uh to like a meth addicted underbelly. Oh, it's fucking crazy. Isn't that always the case though? Yeah. It's it like white white bread family <laughs> full of meth heads. One drug addict
2: son. <laughs> Let's uh, see what happens.
0: Yeah, that was really good though. Surreal I like real life. I highly recommend.
2: Yeah, I gotta check that out. I was I was looking at the it's like the app. I gotta turn it mm-hmm. on. Whatever the case. But I started watching October Faction.
0: Oh yeah, you were talking about that. How is yeah, it? Yeah, it's
2: all right. It's all right so far. Looks uh, looks
1: <laughs> I don't pretty even good. Know what it is?
2: Uh, they're Monster Hunters.
0: He was talking about it before. Yeah, Do Ryan listen? doesn't listen. No. He
2: only listens to himself. True. You know. So yeah, so I started watching. Now I'm on episode two. Uh, looks pretty good. Um, so I can't wait to uh,
1: keep exploring it. <laughs> I get yeah. that enthusiastic about my penis yeah. too. That
3: yeah. was that was that was oddly sexual. Yeah. I keep exploring a... myself. Yes. I'm
0: trying to think <laughs> so. of anything else that like we were watching or I mean Honestly, Walking Dead came back. Yeah, but, how, was you that? Know,
1: how was that? I mean how was that?
0: still waiting for it to end. Everybody
1: but... everybody's seen it. Who gives a fuck by now? But I now I know what Alpha and uh Negan look like naked. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and they have a great director on that show because he knew how to hide. The penis? hide No, hide the pooch. The pooch? <laughs> the pooch. <laughs> the wow. fucking, they fucking. The way they had Negan leaned into her, you know she got a big undercarriage and she was like, I'll be naked, but you got to hide it behind. It's nice and hot. <laughs> He's probably like, God damn, that's <laughs> I warm. feel the fucking
2: heat coming off that pooch lady. Is for you, nigga. But, I
0: don't know. I just hope that Magna's dead because she's a bitch. Other than that.
2: I don't even know who you're talking about. Yeah,
1: you've stopped watching it a long time
2: ago. I, I stopped watching I, it when they cut off fucking uh, Senator from the X-Men. I, I
1: might be done with the show now because I was really just sticking around for, like, the end of Carol and Daryl's story. Yeah. And then I just read that they signed individual three-year <laughs> contracts with the show.
2: Their stories are never-ending.
1: For the universe. No. There's, a, there's a there's a story going around that they're going to get their own spinoff, and now I'm done. Yeah. Darryl. Fucking bosom, bu- bosom buddies in the bush. Yeah. Daryl and his <laughs>
3: zombie. I, I, t- I tuned out on The Walking Dead yeah. eons ago. I I,
0: <laughs> I just appreciate just the zombies... In it, And I feel like at this point, like, I've, in, I'm invested. Like, I started in the beginning. Yeah. I read the books. Like, I'm watching it. I just want it to fucking end, like, honestly, but I'll still keep watching it. It's like one of those, like, just mm. fucking end, but I just like, have to keep watching it. I just want
1: to know what they're going to do with Daryl. That dude was, doesn't <clears throat> exist, didn't um, exist so in the I comics.
0: I feel like they're going to, I don't know. Like, I know they're going to move, I think they're going to move him to fear. Mm-mm. They're not.
1: they're not. He anymore? is. He is now officially an open contract signed with the entire universe. Whoa. So he can he can go <laughs> he can for write his own check. Then. He can go for. He is the highest paid television personality um, until this year, Norman Reed is. Um mm. He was getting twenty twenty two million a, a signature. It's a, long,
2: it's a long way from fucking Blade Three or whatever. It's a long <laughs> way
1: from fucking Boondock Two. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, but But, uh, they said to him and Carol's contracts, they can go from this show to Fear the Walking Dead to even the Rick Grimes. So, are they going to go
0: back and forth together type of bullshit? I don't know. And I kind
1: of don't care. I feel like we're brothers. Well, whatever. I I just wanted to see what they were going to do with this guy that was supposed to die in the first season.
2: Everybody loved him. They're like, his greasy
1: hair is so nice. Which, by the way, he was highest paid until Robert De Niro has a series coming out and he's getting $575,000 an episode. I like that. That's fucking nuts. I like that. Nice. A little bit. A little bit. He doesn't need that money. He does. He could have done it for free at this point. What? You do it for free. Keanu Reeves doesn't take a paycheck. He does. Really gives it away. But some of it.
2: I
0: mean, some of it. I don't it. believe he's that. Live. Yeah. I don't believe
2: that whole folk f- like like Mother I, Goose story you time. Do
1: not fucking talk shit about <laughs> Saint Keanu. No, I'm not,
2: I'm not saying he like. He's just like he like, has yeah, birthday here's my cake whole alone.
1: I don't believe all of it. I mean, he maybe maybe gives for away a lot things,
0: of things. Yeah, like everybody exactly. he
1: loved died in his arms. That's true.
2: So. <laughs> uh Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of dying in uh the arms. Dying in arms.
1: Uh Daredevil Mike Hughes. Yo, I read that wrong. I thought that said Miko Hughes. Uh
2: <laughs> it's Mike,
0: really Why Miko Hughes Why? died? Nobody uh,
2: would know. Uh not fair. Uh but Daredevil Mike Hughes killed in a car in a crash. Not a car crash. Uh to attempt uh testing if the earth is flat. Okay. Yeah. so yep. keeping in line with the Pluto. Uh this guy. Built his own steam-powered rockets, uh, yeah. which he attempted to ride, and <laughs> he was trying to...
0: I hate to laugh, but... <laughs> get it's what get you get. A,
2: get. So he didn't make it around the world. I'm glad he's dead. And he died.
3: <laughs>
0: oh,
2: boy. So, uh,
3: <laughs> so what you're telling me is yeah. natural selection was working as intended. <laughs> yes.
2: So I mean, he tried. He tried. So his name is Mad Mike. They know he him tried. as Mad Mike. <laughs> He's dead now. Uh, so
0: <coughs> but I just well, want
2: to give him a shout out. Cause mush Mike. The world is not.
0: Way flat. to go for it.
3: Yeah. I hope he. F- I hope he figured that out before it started
0: I was going down. Say, yeah, that's yeah. all I
2: ask. Holy shit! <laughs> like, I can see I made a I terrible a, mistake. I can see around
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have it, failed yeah. horribly. God. Now I'm going to die. Yes.
0: Everyone was right.
1: So. <laughs> uh. That's Mandy. Man, that's you hope that was his last thought, Mandy. I was wrong.
0: Boom. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: wrong. Just like the girl from fuck it. What was that show? <coughs> what? what was that? What was that? Mythbusters. <coughs> uh, yeah.
2: She, oh she yeah. Oh yeah.
0: You
1: want to try go faster than everybody else on this planet. That's what <laughs> happens to you you liquefied.
2: Yeah, she did. Shout out to those guys. It
0: wasn't the one I liked anyway. Shout out, so. shout out to those guys. <laughs> push, <laughs> it's
2: okay. It wasn't Remember, the I was
0: one. like, was it the girl I liked? Oh, it was her? All right. All right,
2: cool. <laughs> push the boundaries. Ooh. It wasn't
0: the redhead one? Okay.
2: Uh, Let's talk about so, this because I know so,
1: how much uh, James loves yeah. Robert Eggers.
2: Yeah, so I saw this and I was like, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, is that a, oh, uh, yeah, I'm busting nuts. Right That's here. why he doesn't
1: have the camera on.
2: Oh, all right. That's what then. That All right, so Robert Eggers, uh, you know, you know from The Witch, The Lighthouse, and now The Northman. Uh, mm-hmm. his new film will be dark and unusually violent. Uh, so he's doing a trilogy of sorts, I guess, right? Is that what we're getting here? I don't know, spiritual trilogy. Spiritual trilogy.
3: Spiritual trilogy.
0: Okay. So,
2: uh, it says according to the site here Uh, The cast of actors and talks of star include Nicole Kidman, Alexander Skarsgård, Anya Taylor-Joy, Billy Skarsgård, and Willem Dafoe. Uh, So he's going to re-team with uh, his cinematographer, Jaron Black from The Lighthouse. And uh, it's a bigger movie than the others. I can say it's a Viking revenge movie. And we are shooting in Europe. It's mm. dark and unusually violent.
1: Well, it's a viking story. Yes.
3: At least he uh, got actual vikings. Yes. So that's nice. So um
1: uh I mean, I'm excited. Let's see what uh
2: what he does. He that. had
1: me at Defoe, man. He yeah. I I mean, opinions on <laughs> filmmaker aside, I think yeah. Defoe fucking killed it in Lighthouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was I can't
3: deny that. He was I, deny that I
1: mean, you can't He's one of those actors, though, where you're going into it and you already know he's gonna fucking right. he's gonna be great. But at the same time, I also think that Pattinson completely held his own. With it's people need to like realize maybe he can play Batman because he fucking went up with in a two man movie with Defoe and they were both equally good. Defoe just was I'm I'm convinced he was like he is an old fucking wiki yeah. Now, like he went and lived that way for months before right. they made that movie. Like he was way too, <laughs> way too fucking good in that. But um, and I like the witch. I don't like Anya Joy Taylor. I so hate to say
2: he's, it. he's done two, huh? Two, two, two movies. Two. Along two the movie. third,
1: <laughs> two movies.
2: Yeah. So you saying spiritual, um, whatever sequels or what is a trilogy?
1: It would have yeah. to. Be, it would have to be.
2: Yeah, I mean, what what do you think of the connective tissue would be? I don't think there is any.
0: It's basically saying uh, trying to commune with folk culture of the past and uh, their take on New England folktales, so it's like companion pieces.
3: Ah. Yeah, it's thematic. It's, right. it's thematic connections.
1: I mean, the only other connection I could see in the films is perhaps psychoses. Okay. <clears throat> like, you don't know. They're all movies where you don't know... What is up? What's or really going What's on? Fo- well, <laughs> Lighthouse that ended, and I was like, right. I don't know what the fuck. You're like, huh? I just fo- I didn't see it. Yet. Like, what
0: happened? You still didn't see it? No, no, yeah.
1: No, that was that was a movie that ends, and you're just you're. It took me a little bit to process it. Yeah, I want to give myself some time. The witch was the witch was more in the face, right? You know, with an ending that. Uh, you like to live deliciously with I a stick of butter. Liked. I liked how the goat turned into a guy. I didn't like the end where she where they all went flying. Why? They all went flying. It was That's too what much. witches do, bro. They fly.
3: No. Terrible. That's what they I didn't do, think bro. they needed to fly. I understood <laughs>
1: they killed the two kids and made, made baby flying butter out of them, but it could have ended with her signing. They make her baby name. butter. I think like like <laughs> Aster like Aster, he's an the, these guys are like failing to know when to end the film. Mm. Yes. Like the witch could the have ended you could have gone yes. the, the balls to the wall was yeah. the goat turning into the devil. Right. And yeah. her signing the or her agreeing to it At, and that could have been the right, end right there. Right. Her like walking actually,
3: actually, I don't want to interrupt anybody, but actually no, no. I Let's have interrupt. the perfect ending for the witch. Go ahead. She comes out of she sits at the table after every after Black Philip Gord, her father. She gets up from the table at at night, just like she does. She comes outside. The goat's standing in front of the book. They face each other. Nice side shot, cut to black, leave it wicked ambiguous.
1: There you go. Interesting. Lighthouse is the same thing, but I wouldn't I'm not gonna say much more about that. Yeah. But like Aster, like we said we're hereditary, that movie had five different parts <sighs> it could have ended at. Yeah. And it got getting consistently worse as it went. (laughs) I don't know about worse, but okay. I can understand. Just more like why. It should have ended when he jumped out the fucking window. Then he wouldn't have been able to connect Midsummer.
0: That's what I'm saying. I didn't even like Midsummer, so
1: Oh
3: no. Worst fucking movie I saw last year.
0: Like visually it was nice, but nah. Right, I so. just like
1: where they were wearing the Will Poulter You know how
0: too. I felt about that. I felt like it was like, <coughs> I
1: don't know. Well, anyway, the Northman's coming out. Insisted
0: yeah. upon itself.
2: Yes. So, yeah, we'll oh. so
0: be sure to watch that and talk about it.
2: Let's we'll do it. it. Let's do it. Ooh, I'm Let's happy to it. put and this that's in. And that's
0: that, yeah. Because
1: Mandy showed me this next thing, and I was like, what?
2: So, Mr. Home Alone.
3: Macaulay Culkin joins American Horror Story its 10th season. What is season. that? Not only will this be the Home Alone star's Angel first time on trick. the FX...
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, anyways, on E! News.
1: (laughs) You heard it. Wait, was that by accident?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Macaulay Culkin. Fuck. Can I talk? E! News? Uh, Joins the American Horror Story Season 10 alongside Sarah Paulson and Evan Petas.
1: Because they learned.
2: uh, Ryan Murphy took to his Instagram to reveal the stacked cast list. So, in addition to Culkin, who recently popped up on Hulu's Dollface, the cast for Season 10 includes returning players Paulson, uh, Kathy Bates, uh, Billy Lord, Leslie Grossman, Adina Porta, Lily Robb, and Angelica Ross and Finn Whitrock.
1: He's all right.
2: Uh, Which one was him?
1: That's Dandy. Dandy, okay. Um, Does this say anything about the plot? Uh, Just
0: a beach and...
1: No, you know what would be the perfect, and, and I'm just saying this just because Macaulay Culkin's in it, not a Home Alone joke. Oh, Jesus. That's what I was gonna think. For. Well, he's running out of shit that he can do. He did the slasher. Now he went all the way to just do a slasher. Yeah. Yeah, and as much as I think that show has gone completely downhill since, I don't know, the first season. Um, mm-hmm.
2: I think it's gonna be I would, zombies. I
1: would like to see them go real life and have it be a former child star that has a mental break because he's not relevant anymore. That's a smoochie? No, almost like a, almost like, it's like a, a
0: Black Mirror or, episode, like a, like a
1: Black Mirror episode with like the concept of almost like Birdman. Okay, where it's like a he was. You could play off a of Macaulay Culkin, having been Macaulay Culkin the superstar, but he's totally not relevant and he has a mental break and starts killing people and going after everybody from that guided him wrong in his career to make him irrelevant. Even have Elijah Wood pop up as, and be like, I'm still relevant, bitch. Spectre is uh, bitch. Uh,
3: I was about to say, uh, Elijah Wood's killing it in the horse, yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Huh? That's what I'm saying, the <laughs> little salt in the wound.
3: Uh, got you, got you.
2: Alright, so
1: the good son part two. But a, I would hey, <laughs> I would pay to see that. Yeah, fucking, I fucking I love the it's good like, son. It's like I
2: survived that all the that's rocks. A great movie.
1: That that's one a of my song. that's one of my most like rewound and replayed scenes as a kid when she drops his ass off the cliff. Yeah. Mommy Fuck you. Not nah, just the <laughs> bad mannequin with just the legs that move <laughs> as it's fallen and they just put his <laughs> Great. Is that what they did? They actually dangled the two of them off a cliff. Good. That's like on harnesses. Yeah. That was all fucking real.
3: That's that's the power of a lot of insurance <laughs> and the early 90s. Yeah. Before, yeah. you know.
1: Where they actually dangled your, where they dip, where they fucking. <laughs> all right, boys, line up. Your parents need a paycheck. <laughs> your parents said you were doing it. You want to go to college? (laughs) Uh, They didn't go to college.
2: Uh, Speaking of not going to college, the role of Clarice has been cast for CBS pilot episode. Uh, You know Clarice from the Hannibal series, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, the series is a deep dive into the untold personal story of Clarice Starling as she returns to the field to pursue serial murderers and sexual predators While navigating the high stakes political world of Washington, D.
1: Wow. I already don't give a fuck about this. Yeah. So. This is right up there with that show we saw the trailer for, Mandy, of the fucking. Of the the courtroom analyst show, oh, yeah,
0: we're like, what are we? We're running out like, of things to make shows the, about the, now. The, type,
1: the typey typey lady, no, no, the stenographer. No, it's the guy that studies the court to figure out what the lawyers can say to sway the jury. Oh, get the like fuck the, out! Yeah, that's the show. Like really? It's not. He's and he goes. I'm not a lawyer, and I'm not a judge. I'm the courtroom analyst,
2: and it's like. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs>
1: Mandy, Mandy legit looked at me and she was like, they have run out of things. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, uh, I mean, it might do all right for the, uh, you know, That's certain crowd. It
1: worked with Hannibal. It won't work with fucking... They changed who Clarice was yeah. mm-hmm. on top of it. They yeah. did. It's not even an iconic role anymore to me because now it's, well, which one is it? Is it Julianne Moore? Is it fucking... <laughs> is it Who are you? Is it Pinball Machine Betty? Yeah. If anybody knows that joke.
2: Uh, so, Breed, no. Breeds takes over in a role that was previously filled by Jodie Foster and Julianne Moore. Right. So, for the sounds no. of it, it's going to be a procedural take. Right. Brian Fuller's Hannibal occasionally followed a slight procedural blueprint. They walked that line. Whatever. Who cares? I wonder
0: what's going to happen in
2: it. So, like,
3: <laughs> CSI Quantico? <laughs> like, Oh, my God, please.
2: <laughs> so, Clarice...
1: It'd be like Walker Texas Clarice. Ranger, but with, <laughs> but with Clarice. I can see yeah. you on CBS, Clarice. I uh, <laughs> I just want to also say CBS All Access has great like original programming coming out on it. Not that one, <laughs> but when you watch it, they play commercials for these sitcoms that are on it, and it's I don't understand what kind of people are watching CBS. That's, that's why I told you this might work for that crowd. Because that shit now it's like they're bring. What was they're bringing back the wife from Everybody Loves Raymond about? A, now it's about an old mom that gets a job in a hospital and it's called her second turn or something like that.
2: <laughs> if I could turn back, yeah. time and it's
1: music like that.
2: If I could find a way. And then way another one with the
1: fat guy this year. from uh, that show <laughs> with uh, the fat guy from the show with uh, Melissa McCarthy. I don't know. That were with the two fat people. That was a CBS <laughs> I too.
0: I loved that. Oh I was like that show. Be a Mike dumb? and Molly. Mike
1: and Molly. It's I never watched Mike. it,
0: but I just love that they made it. Are you that ready? Are you like... ready for
1: this? They paired up <laughs> Mike, a fat a fat white guy cop. Yeah. And he is fall he goes to the hospital and falls in love with his oh, nurse, the... who is an, a giant African woman. <laughs> Yeah. from uh orange is the new black <laughs> Sorry, I can't and oh. it's called barb or bob hart's abishola <laughs> interesting and that's and that's it's the show. and it's a lot of her saying stuff and he's like i don't know what you said but you sure are beautiful and everybody's like <laughs>
0: And She's like, "Oh, Bob, old Robert." Yeah, and then, old, that's, old yeah, <laughs> and then <laughs> that's the that's the
1: show. This is TV now. That's interesting. What they, that's what so, they do. This James, is why you we gonna watch you
2: gonna watch uh, this Clarice on CBS?
3: Uh, actually, all of this is confirming why I don't watch television. <laughs> okay. <good. laughs> this is <laughs> why, why check- we watch movies.
2: Just checking in with
3: you. Yeah, no, no. This is this is why I'll be watching Color Out of Space instead of that.
1: Oh, that's that's
3: my nice thing. yeah, that's on my Ooh, radar nice too. Name drop. Right. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um all right, so moving on from that dog yes, shit. We are. Yes. Uh 824. Jeez. Ooh. Saint Maud. It's a new trailer. Uh we we I think we talked about this before already, but Just briefly
1: touched. We briefly uh, touched, but I did watch the trailer. You watched it? I watched it today. How was it? It I you know what? Mm-hmm. I thought it looked awesome. Yeah,
2: it looked good to me too. It
1: looked fucking twisted. It's it's a possession tale, right?
2: I believe so. That's what that's I what like. It looks.
1: A, I, I like a real. It even says body horror. Yeah, I'm yeah, a big. Fondart. I love a. I love a well done possession film. Ooh, because there are me. shitty. There are well, shitty done. ones. There's some real shitty ones. Yeah, but I I'm always up. Lock and key. I'm always up to give a to give uh give one a shot. It looks good, but then when you add body horror to it. It lets me know that there's a really good chance that it's done right. Yeah, it says
2: right here is an exquisite religious psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. Arrives April third, twenty twenty.
1: It's going to be good. So it's a
2: chilling and boldly original vision of faith, madness, and salvation in a fallen world. So, uh, I you know I like me some possession films.
1: <laughs> a good religious horror is hard yeah. to come by nowadays, too. Yes. So,
2: mm-hmm. um, I agree almost, with that. It's
1: almost like a taboo that people don't want to touch. Why? Cuz honestly because the because Emily Rose or something like that? No, I think it's I honestly think it's just because like every every <laughs> fucking thing out there now is a hot button issue and it's going to piss people <laughs> off. So then you, <laughs> you go, I'm going to take I'm going to take your well Christianity and shit is very in the forefront especially with today's government, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like it's very like people like wear Christian on their ...on the front of their shirt like they never have before. So now the idea of putting out something that essentially... I don't want to say mocking religion, but yep. the point of the character is a mockery of religion. This that's of this? what devil and shit like that. That's a I, huge uh, part of that kind of story is that's what uh, that kind of character does. It laughs in the face and fucking Jesus was a cunt and shit like yeah. that. So yeah. maybe that's just... If you notice... Like I she did. Honest, honestly, if you think about it, the last movie that went that far was the fucking Exorcist. Yeah. Everything since yeah. then, they're like it's still the devil, but it's almost like like a PG thirteen devil.
2: Yeah. What Emily Rose I, was fucking. See, Emily I, Rose was whack.
0: What least favorite whack. genre of horror movies, in my come opinion, on. and I think it's because like nothing's ever lived up to like the, the Exorcist, Exorcist, and mm-hmm. it's all been garbage. And it's like, and eh, don't, I don't even want to bother. Like this doesn't excite. Everything's me. tame. Yeah. Like at yeah. All? yeah.
3: I'm I'm with Mandy on this. I, I I think that they broke the mold with the Exorcist, and nothing's come close to Mm-mm. it ever since. Hmm. I agree. Not even the thank you. <laughs> Not even, do you say Not
1: Emily even, Rose one more time? I just Not even, don't enjoy One more time. That. I don't know. And you're no, off. I mean, and just
0: it's games. like, no. oh, they're possessed. Yay, yeah, yeah, what are they going to do? Like
1: Hagasuza? Yeah, whatever.
2: Yeah, Haggis, I mean, was really
0: good. that was good. That's a good. I don't one. put that it in the same realm, different, though, though I think. Yeah. yeah. Possession
1: was only an aspect of that right, film. Right, yeah. right, right. I mean, something but
2: but just, But Emily Rose, bro. Fuck you. Come on. Fuck Emily Rose. The barn scene, dude? Come on, Terrible. I am I We am so are the ones sick.
1: that dwell within <laughs> I am Lucifer. Dumb. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved that. Like, like we yes. know what's gonna happen. You know happen. what would have <laughs> made Emily Rose better to me? If they took out all of that fucking <laughs> if they took out all of that shit and made it a courtroom drama about the real story, <laughs> right. I would have liked that. They're more. about to, Clarice. Awesome. That'll be her first case. (laughs) So fucking Clarice versus Beelzebub. Beelzebub. I am seven. He's lying. He just ate her face. I've seen it before. No, it's me. It's me. It's going to be her. She's going to be like fucking Chief Brody. I've seen this before. I'm not going through (laughs) it again.
2: Clever girl.
1: Uh, that's so, a different movie. No, I'm oh, saying it was, <laughs> it was Jurassic Park. I know, I know, I know dinosaur. my movies. Both Spielberg. I'll
2: yeah, give I, you that. I know. Yeah, that's okay, uh,
1: that's the spiritual connection, dude. You know? um, my fucking everything's a spiritual <laughs> connection now. See, J.J. Abrams fucking made it like popular to make spiritual sister sequels. Yeah, now sequel. everybody. So speaking of, everybody. I hate people that make unrelated sequels. So,
2: speaking of everybody and unrelated. Sci-Fi Order's Day of the Dead series. Oh, God, no. Uh, that will take the viewers back to the first 24 hours of the Undead Invasion. I'm already out.
3: <sighs> yeah, Chucky. Uh, mm, no.
2: So first Chucky, and now Sci-Fi, sci- sci-fi has given a 10-episode order for a series based on George A. Romero's classic zombie film, Day of the Dead. Why Are you ready? we touch mm-hmm. these things? Hold on. Are you
1: ready? Are you ready? Yeah, go ahead, dude. It's Day of the Dead. Yeah. It's based off of Day of the Dead, yeah. which fucking happens way down the fucking line. Yeah, it's not. That's mm-hmm. not. Maybe if they wanted to do the first twenty four hours, they yeah. could just do Night of the Living Dead again yeah. because yeah. that's when yeah. it fucking yeah. happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Day of the Dead, they're already living under fucking ground. Yeah, fucking catching so them many with fucking. Have no, but but other shit happened, bro. We uh, got to tell that story. Way down the line, <laughs> don't fucking put it with. Stop putting Romero's name on it. No. Yeah, Stop it's it.
3: the end of a trilogy. Yeah, really- they
1: already, they already fucking they already did a Day of the Dead remake. And that was so bad it had Nick Cannon in it. It did. They even got Vin <laughs> Rames to come back for it. Motherfucker. No, and I think he played his own twin. He did.
2: He Bullshit. Did. So you guys
1: don't want to live 24 hours before the zombie? There is one no. and one. George Romero remake, yeah. that I accept, and and that it's is? Savini's fucking love letter, okay. to the original, and yeah. that's yep. the only reason I fucking accept that because it's pretty much the same movie, but just modernized. Yeah, he didn't fuck with anything else.
2: No, he did. He went,
1: it's perfect. I'm just gonna. I just learned how to make better zombies, so that's what I'm gonna do.
2: Yep, update. And Tony
1: Todd, and I'm putting Tony Todd in it. Great.
2: So James, you don't want you don't want that
3: Day of the Dead. You God what? no. Yeah. Um, as on as sci-fi? Someone I can. Uh, no,
1: <laughs> I totally missed that it was a
3: sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what I said. I Ryan. said unrelated. Like so good. it's gonna be Z Nation again. Ugh.
2: That's what I said. Worse. Unrelated.
3: Worse. Why Worse. do they do this? I things? mean, we're talking about a movie that's already been remade twice, right? Yeah. Yes. Like like why why dance on that? Why don't you do like I don't know just. If you need an excuse to make another zombie show, just come up with some other corny ass fucking name for it. Why call it Day of the Dead? Yeah,
1: you know what they need to do? What? Put out the final Romero story. Oh yeah, isn't there that one more? There's the the book. The one that they're doing is a book. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They should just fucking make it into a into a goddamn movie. I
3: I, I actually disagree a hundred percent. If yeah. Romero can't helm it, don't do it.
1: I believe his I believe his family was going to do it.
3: I still don't agree. They don't have his his artistry for social commentary. It, they won't get it right, in my opinion. So it you, are,
1: you are talking about the same man that put out Diary of the Dead, right?
3: Yes. I'm not saying he's a perfect director, but he had a very distinct signature on his films. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you put, If you put somebody else in front of one of his scripts, it's not going to be right, dude. No way.
1: Let's find out where James falls in this. Uh, Zack Snyder. What about him? Dawn of the Dead remake. Yay or nay? Uh,
3: 50-50. i say it's Mm. aged horribly.
1: Definitely aged terribly. Mm. Unlike Night of the Living Dead.
3: Unlike Savini's Night of the Living
1: Dead. Yeah. 100%. You know that movie's like impossible to find on demand. On demand? I've been very sad about it. You can find (laughs) Romero's, not Savini's.
3: Yeah. No, you gotta you gotta get it on Blu-ray. It's like pretty much the <coughs> only way.
1: Yeah. Well, let's hope Vinegar Syndrome throws it out there.
2: Hey, shout out to those guys. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you guys don't want that sci-fi, that sci-fi heat. You yeah. want that smoke? No.
1: Nope. You know who I do like <laughs> originals from? Who? Shudder Ooh, Shutter's
2: original yes. series. Yes. Uh, I think we talked about this a while back. Cursed films. Yes. Premieres. Uh, what's that? April.
1: Uh May. April April 2nd. Is it a- April 2nd? Like, 4 yeah. would be a April. I don't know, dude, ESL,
2: dude. It Numbers. was loading. English as a second language, bro. <laughs> so, uh <laughs> curse films and we we talked about this uh, Twilight Zone, Poltergeist, all that type of shit shit mm-hmm. that happens on the on the sets. And offset into the actors and all that kind of yes. stuff. They're gonna die deep
1: deep dive. Oh shit! Thought this was gonna be like a fucking work of fiction. This is another documentary series. Yeah, it's
2: a five part uh-uh. five yep. part docu series that explores the myths and legends behind some of Hollywood's notoriously cursed horror film productions.
1: So we're gonna. Uh, now I'm not. Now I'm not about it. Why? Because I feel like how many times can I watch about the poltergeist curse eh. and the omen curse? Eh. and the fucking uh, pol- uh, poltergeist Exorcist I've seen them all a million times uh huh I think I even repeated one there it's been so many times that I've seen it so yeah, it's just the twilight gonna be, zone the so movie. it's just going to be another series yeah but it's a retelling dude Twilight Zone wasn't cursed Twilight Zone was cursed by John Landis being a greedy fucking piece of shit Nah, he was resulting hard. in the death of a national treasure <laughs> Vic Moreau
2: Shout out to Vic Moreau you're great in he, Humanoids he, he did
1: so good in that movie he blew minds yes. right off their shoulders.
2: So, uh, yeah. So <laughs> oh, my God. He got uh,
1: his head yeah. chopped off I by
2: get a helicopter. It. Yeah, I <laughs> <get it. laughs> Uh, so yeah, I guess Ryan was about this. Now he's not. But in case you guys are still about it, Thursday, April 2nd on oh, Shutter, Curse Films. Uh, check it out. Oh, yeah, Color Out of Space. The internet must be listening. There's a little thing on the side there. That's why,
1: see, James doesn't get that shit because he doesn't have a camera on him. He doesn't have it. It's
3: not listed. Sorry. Sorry. Not that cool. No, that's all right, man. I just Uh. have the Blu ray sitting on my uh, desk. Something about something. Wait, you bought it's
2: It's out like that? You could buy it like that?
1: Yeah, it came out on Tuesday. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was. Okay. Look how many copies I have. You can't Uh have
2: (laughs) I got copies. Uh, Speaking of copies, I put here, it might be fake, but let's imagine it. Uh Benedict Cumberbatch reportedly eyed to play Dracula in Universal monster movie. Uh, cuz it's it's from the website we got com. Why don't you just
1: why don't you ju- why don't you just have Hugh Grant play him It's the same fucking befuddled uh, fucking British person.
2: So I mean, is it if it's real or not? I guess he uh Cumberbatch uh helped or like influenced the BBC Netflix Dracula bullshit. Yeah. But uh, so they're saying they're eyeing him for the Universal Monster movie. And like I said, I don't know if this is fake news, but imagine it. Th- we got this Yeah,
1: I listen to them usually because they were reporting uh, a little while ago about Scream Five. Yeah, and uh, people are like, "You're you don't know what you're talking about." And it got confirmed today. Oh, it did. That Scream Five is happening.
2: Okay. So, uh, but we're talking about Dracula, Can right. you see? no, I'm
1: saying we got this covered usually turns out to be uh, all right, pretty
2: good, like they
1: just put it out and hope it sticks. <laughs> I think they post things where they got some valid source all right. they so, even do follow up ones like, look what bloody disgusting put up, fuck y'all,
2: yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I told you we were lying.
1: <laughs> I said this three weeks ago,
2: so we know he's doing he's he's playing Doctor Strange in the
1: horror realm. horror version.
2: Uh, but can you see him as a Dracula?
1: No, no, can't see him as Dracula. Not at all. No, Mandy,
0: not really. Mm. Yeah, same I here. don't know, James. Just, I'm not feeling it. Mm-mm.
2: I wouldn't cast him as Dracula. There no, I
1: wouldn't no. either. You know, you know who I'd cast as Dracula? Who? Are you ready? Brad Pitt, <laughs> Zachary Quinto. Mm. I
3: I could see that happening.
1: Yeah,
2: what is Unibrow?
0: because Nosferatu? No, not because <laughs> of
1: Nosferatu. Because
0: I can. <laughs> He's already I, a vampire. Because I, hallucin- I can picture. I can
1: picture I this. Did it. <laughs> because I can picture this dude with the fucking with the widows. Yeah, the widows is. peak and shit. Like I feel like. He, and the unibrow. They'd get rid of that. He cleans it up.
2: <laughs> nah, you got the
1: unibrow when he got fucked in the butt in American Horror. Listen, Story. bro.
2: If you look closely, it was it was there. <laughs>
1: He's got diesel brows. I don't yeah. know what to tell Who you, but that? I thought he's a good actor. He is. He was great in Osferatu. Except he wore for the that voice gimp suit he did. re- I didn't like well. the voice either. The voice was terrible. Oh, his fake did... old man voice. Yeah. Oh, it was so bad. I thought he did. Come on, thought... I thought he did, he he did done great done in it. Other the... than that, when yeah. he was young version, yeah, and he was just being Zachary Quinto, I thought he was doing awesome. Yeah he was doing the, we gotta get in the car, children. Hey, come on down and get this candy cane. He's just, he has that, he exudes that, 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 like, direct <laughs> cockiness. Genesiqua. He has that cockiness to him in his delivery of things. Yeah.
2: He was getting that, in that show, I forgot, I think it might have been on CBS, where he slaps some kid in the face. <laughs> I, yep. I know what you're talking and about. And they were like, you can't do that. Yeah. He's like, your kid fucking hit my kid, so I hit your kid in the
1: fucking face. You watch okay. your kid. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I I was talking it was good. It was like about this crazy thing yeah, yeah, of,
2: yeah. on CBS. Yeah, it was crazy for for like primetime TV. I was like, it was dude, cool. this dude's backhanded fucking kids in a backyard. <laughs> <Come>. Holy
1: <laughs> shit. Siler Hearts Abishola. That's I don't what that know. was cool.
2: Uh it was the first go at that. So, yeah, I guess uh, no Benedict Cumberbatch as Dracula. No, thanks. Um, no. All right. Are we getting to the
0: good thing now?
2: (laughs) The good thing I've been waiting
1: for this the whole time. I'm sorry.
2: Listen, bro. Candyman. Candyman. Uh, So, thoughts on the sequel and the story uh, uh, slash theories. So, hashtag Candyman. Uh, They're they're saying it's going to bring back the audacious and meaningful fun of the original. Ryan's told me he's watched this trailer like 19 times. 15. Whatever.
3: 15. 15. Yeah, he was counting earlier. Yeah,
1: he was. <laughs> I got all the Easter eggs. <laughs> so. I did not
3: Easter eggs.
1: <laughs> Dissecting this shit to try to catch every little thing that's in there. Every little thing. And uh, I feel like I've been able to put the plot together.
2: All okay. Right, well, I'll pull all out, right.
0: out your basket and let's. Talk.
2: Yeah, pull, pull out, out your fucking out Easter ba- eggs You want me to pull
1: my basket out? Oh,
2: Listen, oh my put God, that man. hot
1: undercarriage on my lap, bro. All, all right. right. <laughs> it's it's uh, Nightmare on Elm Street two. Nightmare on Elm Street two. It's he's in the dude. He's inside the dude. He's they're doing what they did in Nightmare on Elm Street, where Freddy was in the kid. Yeah, it's gonna be the Candyman is taking over this dude. Hmm. Now I've also noticed that they've <laughs> Anthony changed- McCoy. Yeah.
2: He's taking over. And so that he's Tony Todd
1: is taking him over.
2: He's completing the the basically what he started. What he
1: started mm. in the first one. Okay. When he was trying to Vigo him, <laughs> he's going to finish. The babies. He's going to finish the child. De child? De, de child. He's going to de child him. <laughs> yeah. Now, the reason why I'm putting that together is because they were focusing a lot on reflection uh-huh. with this. He's not visible to the naked eye for a good chunk of this. And when they do show him outside. Dracula. Of no, 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 no. They don't see him. They're showing the guy getting pulled up in, thin, in the thin air. Yeah, you can see away. the
2: silhouette, though, in the window.
1: You can see the reflection of him right. in the window, but you don't see him. Right. And you can see his shadow pulling the guy, but you don't see him. Uh-huh. And whenever they show him in physical form, that is not Tony Todd.
2: No, it is Anthony McCoy. It is him. Right.
1: Yeah. And they show him in the updated supposedly, outfit. Supposedly. Supposedly. Right. Now you now fast forward to the end of the trailer, uh-huh. right? When he walks by the back window of the SUV. You see Tony Todd. You see Tony Todd in the back right. window in his reflection and it's an unfortunately and I hate it. It's 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 a de-aged Tony Todd, oh, which boy. I mean he's old and fat now. No, so what? You got to be like... Because
2: he's
0: a timeless uh, ghost. They're, they're running beauty. wild with that shit, though, now.
2: My beauty.
1: Next thing we know, we we are going to get Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis in the new Beetlejuice. Oh, my Like, gosh, it's yeah. just going to happen. They're going to de-age him.
0: Or they can just do the scene where they're fucking corpses. There, there you <laughs> go,
1: with the fucking weird faces. Oh, the corpse <laughs> face. Just fat fingers. Um, so, I think it's going to be he's inside the dude. I mean, it's totally... It makes sense. It's totally given away who Anthony McCoy is, all the way up to he's sitting in front of his mother. Well, his mom is, is there. She's right. the lady right. from the movie, too, the first movie. Vanessa Williams? Yeah. Yes, that's Vanessa Williams. I don't care to know names. I just know their faces. <laughs> but that's what I think it's going to be, is he's taking him over. So Tony Todd's going to be in there, <clears throat> but he. I don't. I, you might get, like, a shot of him. Right. Because yeah. there is a part of it where he looks like he's getting his hands sawed off. Mm-hmm. And there's somebody doing it to him, right. Anthony McCoy.
2: Yeah. So, well, his hands cut one scene. Well,
1: they show somebody moving what looks like a saw yeah. with his hand up there, and he's like screaming. Yeah. So, I think it's going to be Tony Todd finishing the legacy. I also don't like how they have somebody else playing Virginia Madsen's character. Isn't it her? No. Like, didn't we she say up, she'd remember? come
0: back too? We were when we were it's talking somebody about somebody who looks
1: like a younger version of her. Yeah. Huh. It's actually kind of uncanny. But um, so, so that's he's wearing what, a light yellow jacket. So that's what I think this is gonna be.
0: Yeah.
1: Is it's 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 a, it's a possession film. Mm. But I did hear James go. Ugh.
2: James, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this and what Ryan's been talking about?
3: Okay, so I don't disagree with what Ryan was saying about it technically, like, might follow that Nightmare on Elm Street line, but I kind of hate that. um, Just a little bit. Uh, the things that I do like about the trailer, though, it looks like it's gonna be ignoring the god-awful sequels, which yay, pull a Halloween. I'm happy about that. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it just, if they go that road, like that Nightmare on Elm Street 2 kind of plot where he's, like, taking over, over, I, I don't know. They gotta do it in a really surprising and Crazy way for to, to kind of like hook me in on that. Yeah. Uh it, but I mean the trailer doesn't look bad. It's just like I just see
1: I don't know. I see I, a I, lot I, of already done shit. I think that's
3: that's my problem yeah. with it, yes. Thank which, you, Ryan. That's which, perfect.
1: Which almost makes me it kind of surprises me because it was written by Peel and he seems yeah. to try to exist in some sort of ether. Where he's trying to do shit that hasn't been done before. But at the same time, his shit's kind of whack and predictable. Yes. Um, I don't know.
2: I I, I get what you're saying, Ryan, about the possession and part two shit. But I think um, he's going to tackle it the way of an obsession type of thing. And he becomes Candyman because he gets obsessed with the story. And all that. I like already, Angel's idea way cause, more. Because he's already <laughs> fucked. I don't like, think it's going to be
1: that, though. I think, so, I think so, it's, because gonna it's, it's too the-
2: literal. If you're, you're saying that, then, then why even go watch it if it's already given away? Because it's a reboot. It's if not a reboot, wa- though. It,
1: it's a rebooted sequel. It's
2: not a reboot, though. It's a sequel. Spiritual. And
1: sequel. oh, by the way, it was confirmed it is ignoring, it's a direct sequel to the yeah. first film. Good. So it's cutting out everything else. But I, I, I don't know. I think... I think they're going to go mental this time. Like mental health. I'm going to bet against you on that one. I think it's going to be literal. Because mm. because Jordan Peele...
2: Yep. He did does, the racist shit. He
1: doesn't know how to write like that. Everything he does is literal. Think yeah, he's,
3: of, not a very, he's not a very cerebral writer.
1: Think or about us, us. Writer. Us was... An attempt at it being cerebral, but yeah. everything was literal in that film. Okay, so I think he writes way too blunt, and it's just going to be a possession film. But just I'm hoping
2: just a possession film. I think it's I gonna, am Lucifer.
1: I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna go the same route as the original film.
2: Uh huh. With him,
1: I mean, they're clearly doing the Helen story all yeah, over again yeah, with yeah. this guy. Except he has a different background in it. He was already attached to it since he was a baby. Yes. Unbeknownst to him, I Mm. guess. He realizes it later on. I'm guessing that's that scene where he's in front of the mom. He's like, I keep
2: getting drawn to this place. I feel like I belong here.
1: Right. And he's like, Candyman. And she's like. Don't say that, honey chow." I love that. That, That's actually my favorite part of that trailer. (laughs) Uh -uh. Because the fear in her face, I just feel like that was just great acting. She's just. You don't know what you're fucking with, boy. And you can see it in her eyes. Like Mm. She's like, don't you dare say that again. Like, bomb, 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 (laughs) bomb. I will say Uh that it's probably going to be fucking gory. Yeah, the bathroom scene. I like that bathroom that, scene. I like that in the trailer. The opening with the girls, fucking, <laughs> and then he just butchers the entire bathroom. Yeah, with the
2: hook. And I shit. just
1: feel bad for the girl in the stall because if it's anything <laughs> like the other Candyman movies, yeah. she about to get expelled <laughs> and yeah. probably arrested.
2: Yeah. Uh huh. She, she, she's the she's the one that gets picked on all the
1: time. He I don't mean. he don't kid he don't kid around or he don't kill nobody and get blamed for it. Everybody
3: else gets blamed for it.
1: I
2: didn't do it. Yeah. It was
3: Candyman.
2: All right. Say well, I can- mean, say
3: Candyman again. I mean, but that—that's kind of the point of the story of Candyman. I mean, that's what Clive Barker was going for. Was yeah. like the urban legend becoming real, you know? Yeah. I w- so
1: I wish they had made a version. You ever read the actual Candyman story? Of course. Yeah. I really wish they had got like we got that for a film.
2: But the actual like gothic fucking. Well, they
1: they turned it into. I, I hate to say this and sound racial, but they did turn it into an African American story. In the ghetto in in Chicago, it wasn't
3: that originally. Also,
1: nope. Candyman way more terrifying looking in the original by Clive Barker, and uh-huh. that original artwork is in the trailer.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um. I mean, they could have gone. It, it. I mean, it told a very similar story. Like it was a classist story. It wasn't necessarily yeah. dealing Racist with race and issues. Right. Um. <laughs> But, I mean, it being set in Liverpool and, like, all those British accents, I, I don't know. Personally, hello, I hello
2: love I, this is Candyman.
3: Yeah, I mean.
1: Swaites to the Sway. Yeah.
3: yeah, it's just like, I just picture, like, I just picture, like, Benny Hill coming yeah. in with a hook on his hand. Like, nah, I'm good. Uh, get <laughs> I'm, on good. With it. I'm glad we got the Candyman. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Fucking Dick
3: That's Van Dyke funny. with his Cockney <laughs> accent.
1: Uh
2: Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh
1: you've never heard of Candyman, have you now?
2: Have you now? But I mean I'm excited. I, I Candyman, I like the I like I like the Candyman franchise. And uh all of them? Yeah. I don't give a shit.
1: I never knew there was a third one until yeah. the other day and I put it on and I shut it off when I realized Donna Di was the star of it. I was uh. like, I'm not putting myself through this. So come on, you gotta watch them. Just watch. It's them. like Baywatch starring in this. They gave up. This was, a, this was purely casted for tits.
2: Uh, so I mean, the trailer looks good. I'm sure we'll get another second trailer and right. then a final
3: trailer right
2: before a uh, release date. So you, I mean,
1: do you want to know what the one hope for me for this is? Tell me, Rye. That he handed off directing duties. Yeah. Oh. That makes that keeps my interest in it because yeah. he lost me at us. Yeah. Yep. But the fact that he—it's his story, cool. But it's—it's someone else's
2: visions. It's someone else's
1: vision of it, and I do like some of the visuals of like the shot in the mirror of—I think that's a kid finding another kid dead on the bathroom floor, and he sees in the mirror the hook slide. Like that shit'll be fucking. And if it—if it is at any point Tony Todd doing it, I'll just—I'll get a fucking. Boner. I'm gonna boner over that because their first Candyman is fucking amazing. Yeah. So. Boner. That's a that's a that's one of those perfect boner films to me. Yes, boner alert. Yeah. Fi- I'll fill the fucking cup. All right. So as long as he doesn't look like fucking De Niro in the Irishman. A little bit, I'll be little fucking bit good with little it. Bit. <laughs> a little uh, bit. A little bit. A little bit. Like, why does he look like Eddie Murphy in makeup? Oh <laughs> uh,
2: shit. So right. uh Candyman.
0: Possibly bonerific. Yes. Possibly
2: not. So uh, speaking of uh, uh, burst, (laughs) bursting, Jason Blum talks Blumhouse projects and the state of the genre. Uh, Is the horror bubble about to burst? Yes. Uh, Absolutely. He says the same (laughs) thing. We've Um, been saying that. So uh, I won't go too much into the article, but he's talking about intellectual properties and why they've been picking up a lot of the IPs, and that's because- it gets people into the theaters. People mm-hmm. are not watching original ideas um and then within the i p s that people know they're able to hide original ideas right, and then uh, they make
3: black christmas yes, and but he did say he
2: did say black oh. Christmas was a mistake, <laughs> and that no one is. No one, no one's probably gonna make a, a Christmas horror movie for the next five years because of that Black Christmas movie. Call on
1: me, call on Ryan, me, Ryan. Yes, Ryan. My hands up, call on me. This is an excellent opportunity to have a quick discussion about this, since we have somebody who's yes. so active in the scene, owning a production company and everything. Oh, is that what you were doing? Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> so no, this, this just guy. works because yeah, me yeah, and Mandy had like a whole conversation about this the other night, so, and I'd love to have this now. Yeah. I personally think that. And I can get fucking I think horror in the mainstream uh-huh. is on its way out. Yep. And I that's my honest opinion. I'm not saying in the independent circuit. I s uh I think I don't wanna say it like the true fans, but Ooh. the people that the people that that were the weird kids in high school <laughs> that liked it fans. Fuck you. All right. I, I got picked on <laughs> I got picked on horrendously. Growing up for love and horror movies, and then all of a sudden, it's what? the fucking coolest thing on the planet, mm.
3: right? I I feel Ryan hundred yeah. percent. And what school
1: did you go to? I mean, I went to, oh, Catholic, I
0: school, went so. to Catholic
3: school. <laughs> oh, that's why. Um,
2: I was the devil.
1: Devil, yeah. That explains so, it. Um, I think it's on its way out in the mainstream. Mm. We're just getting reboots. We're just getting like we're just getting sequels out of nowhere. Uh-huh. I <laughs> couldn't Ooh. be happier.
2: That yes. it's on its way out.
1: That it's on its way. It's or, not on its way out. It's it's, it's gonna get. You got. It's oversaturated. Look currently. at
0: look at it. Look at it. Agreed.
1: Look at it this way. We lost fucking rock and shock. Ugh. like it's, yeah. it's 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 horror in the mainstream has gotten so oversaturated, as you put it, mm-hmm. that we're losing cons. We're losing all of this shit because there's just so much of it everywhere that people are choking Super on. God. Like it's ridiculous. Re- <clears throat> Yeah, then you get like the super cons where people are paying five hundred dollars to get a fucking autograph from Chris Evans. Like, he's it's worth just, it? No, he's not. Um, <laughs> if he signs it, America's ass. And yeah, that's it. America's ass. Not his name. I don't need his name. And it has to be on the picture of him from not another teen movie. Yes,
2: yeah, covered in a whipped cream.
1: Yes, <laughs> same brain. Mm-hmm. But I've been waiting for this to happen. Like it's like it's like podcasting. Yeah, it's like. Horror podcasting. Uh-huh. I remember when we started this shit and it wasn't everywhere like it is now. Now it's, I think, 17 people that used to listen to our show now have their own horror podcast. Yeah, like that's okay, though.
0: Which, fine, the more the it's merrier. It's fine, the more yeah. the yeah.
1: merrier. But the problem is, is that- We're all talking about the same shit. Right. We're all talking about the same shit and eventually all the original ideas are gone. Or they're not gone. It's just nobody wants that because they want the quick result, and that's how you end up with Jackie or Haley looking like a fucking Muppet in Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, yes. that's where I felt it started taking a downward turn. That when Scream in that movie when Scream Four came out too. No, no,
4: yeah, like
1: mm. that. I think it's been downgrading for a little while now. I want like to say, I want to say, I think within the
2: last
0: exactly, I think like it's. Sorry, go ahead. No, Angela. it's all right.
2: I think it's been since, like, the last, I'm, I want to say, like, five years. Longer.
0: It's like taking all the passion of it out and just making things just to make them, just to have something to yeah. try to appease. It's
1: about making money. It,
0: right, and well, to make money and to keep people coming in. Like you said, like this says, they're just making all these reboots and remakes because it's what's getting people to go in because no one's going to see the original stuff, but it's all garbage.
1: Think about it like this. So it's this.
0: like... Well, it's not all
1: garbage. Think about this.
3: It is all garbage. Think, think about it like this. And I might
1: be putting myself out here saying this, but let me look at it like this. Stephen King,
3: mm-hmm.
1: always popular, but boomingly popular now. Right. Like insanely huge, right? back. He, hey, That's uh, He was hot right. in the 90s. Hot in the 90s. Ni- he's mean, back, but he's booming say. huge now, right? Mm-hmm. But the '90s is—they were churning out first-time films. We're getting back into—we're re- now we're getting into more remakeville with him. We got *Pet Cemetery. Uh, I have no hope for *The Stand*. I really don't. Oh, I'm gonna thinking. watch it, but yeah. whoopi, yeah. whoopi it. goldberg is mother abigail. I'm already out. <laughs> like well, she's, on the view. she's not mother abigail. Um, we have all of this happening, but the best Stephen King shit. Uh-huh. is the original stuff that's coming out like 1922 was fucking awesome. Uh in the in ta- the tall grass was was good till the end of it. Um mm. but he can't, uh, write, he can't write an ending, bro. They can't direct one either, but uh <laughs> Doctor Sleep phenomenal, but you had Pet Cemetery was garbage. It's it's no, but, but was it garbage because we we talked
2: about that. Go what? check out that episode. Because you were what? What nostalgic
1: was it about it. What, Pet Cemetery? Yeah, Pet Cemetery. Pet Sematary was shit. I don't know they anybody that so said, said that that was that. good. I will say it again. What a you. fucking waste of John Lithgow.
0: Yes, thank you.
1: <laughs> yep. Judd Crandall was a huge part of that fucking story. Yeah. He had 11 minutes total mm-hmm. in the in the entire film.
0: He was the reason I wanted to even see it.
1: Yeah, that was the clincher. I didn't know who the fucking other two people were. Yeah, so I like, mean. It's... That
0: role was like my, like, I, like, wanting to see that movie. And then he got nothing. Like,
1: Stephen King stuff's starting to even turn to shit. Like, mm. I, the first it was good, second it garbage.
0: They could have done so much better with that.
1: It's, yep. then we got the, it, I, I, we were running out of original ideas. Nobody's taking chances on it. You got to wait for Netflix to fucking sign the rights to something. To yeah, get man, something good,
3: yeah. The, the the genre, um, in general, like horror has always been that that you bank on the fran in in Hollywood anyway. You bank on the franchise. Mm-hmm. You spend two million dollars. You make that retreaded film, and you, you keep churning them out. It's like it's like that guaranteed bread and butter mm-hmm. money, you know. Low risk. Keep it the same. Well, you get, but people have kind of caught on to like, well, that's kind of horseshit, you know. Back in the eighties and the nineties, you could get away with making nine of the same movie because people were still eating it up because there was nothing else. Right now, there's so much of it going on that you know we've got another Saw movie coming out this year on top of Spiral, Spiral from the book of Saw, whatever. Want to play a
1: game, motherfucker?
3: Yeah, sure. Uh, (laughs) But I mean. Hollywood's cycle down of horror is inevitable. Ryan's not wrong at all, and it couldn't be—it could there couldn't be a better thing for the horror genre than it cycling out of Hollywood's favor for the moment and mm-hmm. kind of dying down for a decade or so. Um, the indie scene will keep it alive. Like, like right. the, they'll will never not be like a straight to video. I mean, even through the '90s, which are like, in my opinion, the cultural wasteland of horror. There was not much good going on from like 1990 to 2000, in my opinion. Um, but there were still people in the underground, like Full Moon Features and Empire, uh, Charlie, basically just Charles Band. But there were some other people in there doing like really good indie stuff. So I mean, horror's never going to die, but we—if we want the the genre to maintain longevity, it needs to die in Hollywood, like for a while. That's just my
4: take.
1: Well, that's that was I was watching, uh, what was was that? Eli Roth's History of Horror. Yeah. Where they were talking about, uh, the 80s with the slasher. When we were watching the slasher episode, it became so overbearing that it killed itself.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And -hmm. then it died out. And there was like a couple little pop ups here and there. But then I think they were even saying it, the genre died out until Scream came out and then Scream was I, th- I feel like people missed missed out what that was even really about mm-hmm. when that came out. I was young when I saw it so I didn't I wasn't in on the joke that it was right. shitting on everything that you would art everything that came out in the 80s pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But and- that was the and then it came back and it boomed for a little bit but then we ended up with fucking Stigmata and fuck it that movie sucked, dude. <laughs> but, yeah. Um <laughs> We fucking ended up with all these late 90s. We had, there's like a whole like... End of days, bro. You shut up. That was an Arnold movie. That's (laughs) a great movie. That's not a good movie. That is not, but I love it. (laughs) That's. But I know it's garbage. Even that, it's just, nothing's making money anymore. They're going to just keep doing what they can to like hit that $40 million opening weekend. Which isn't even good by '90s standards, where movies were opening weekends were two hundred million. Yeah. So I mean,
3: well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That's Um, fine. But I mean, the landscape of like how we consume this stuff is changing too, right? Yeah. And I mean, the theater experience, as cool as it can be, it's really, uh, it's not the whole piece of the puzzle anymore. And the box office returns aren't necessarily the most important thing. We have home video, we have on demand, we have Netflix. Like, there's other ways to generate revenue now with 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 the genre than going. Oh, I really hope that this Hollywood executive likes my movie, butchers it, and makes it a piece of shit so he can make a lot of money.
2: No, that's true. You got a uh, YouTube too. Release uh release all your shit for free. Mm-hmm. Grow word it's- of mouth.
3: If you want to go that way, I really hope you're doing an IndieGoGo or something, and you're not paying for it all out of your pocket. But if you want to do that, yeah, it's there.
1: <laughs> what was that last episode when we they were talking about New Mutants? That was supposed to be a uh, horror new movie. Mutants. Yeah, yeah, but they ain't. They're aiming for PG thirteen. Yeah, I think it is PG thirteen. They, but they they're making these movies. That's just a sign to me of cash grabs. Mm. Yeah. When when you're aiming for the biggest box office. Uh, availability to availability, be uh, the biggest, the biggest, uh, chunk to be able to pull in instead of just making a film to make it. That's why indie films, that's why we love sh- shit like 508 and things like that because the indie films are just making pictures to make people's visual or their, uh, what their, their visions come to life. No box office draw, uh What's the word I'm looking for? Sought. No, no, no bullshit. You're making movies to make right. fucking to to yeah. make entertainment make for people. And Telling the stories. Yes, and then but there but indie films aren't out there going. How can we make the most money off of it? Let's call it a horror and stamp it with a PG-13 so we can get more people in the. It's about getting butts in the seats. Well, yeah. yeah. And that's why it needs to die. <laughs> Kill it. I told you, I kill it kill it with fire. We'll keep it alive in the indie circuit. So I mean till we get a good one and we're like, hey, everybody else should see this. Yeah. So I mean No, we're getting another <laughs> Freddy movie. That's what we're getting. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it.
2: Or we'll get this. Uh scare package. Seven directors and seven tales of terror. One insanely gory trailer. So it's uh anthology. Uh, called Scare Package. Um, and it's a meta horror comedy anthology, which I like. You like those, right? Meta, yes.
1: meta. I know do. me with the meta. It's got to be done. Yeah, it's got to be so, done
2: right. Uh, it says the directors include Emily Haggins, Baron Vaughn, Noah Segan, Chris McEnroy, Anthony Cousins, Hillary, and Courtney Anduhar, and Aaron B. Kuntz uh, it's uh, based on a. Let's see here. Splatter packed, obviously clever throwback that pays homage to horror classics, exploring and subverting different genre tropes. All wrapped around every horror fan's beloved stomping grounds and old school video store.
1: Hmm. Uh, that's the. I, I like heard this
0: little promo poster image here. Pretty fucking
1: cool. Looking. It's cool. I just I like, like that. the. The word splatter was in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, that works
2: too. So I mean, it, it looks like, a, and then this picture it up was, top. Yeah, it looks pretty promising. Looks like a, a lot of
4: a lot of effects are going to be yeah. in this. One practical. Something.
1: Looks yeah. good. Mm. I love some good yummy. practical.
0: Sounds good. Blood splattering, gleefully ghoulish tails. <laughs>
1: ghoulish. Mm-hmm.
0: Gleefully ghoulish.
1: Gleefully
2: ghoulish. Gleefully Ooh. ghoulish. That's and, my
0: new Instagram name, guys. Gleefully ghoulish. And speaking
1: of gleefully ghoulish.
0: Ghoul babe 45. No, oh. I don't know. Uh, don't forget to hit up wuchi.com for all of your professional quality prosthetics year-round. You can use special code Mandy Strange, M-A-N-D-I-E-S-T-R-A-N-G-E, for 15% off of your entire order.
1: Boom. While you're at it check out Brain Dead Customs for all your artwork needs. Pins, hats, posters, uh wow. stickers, the uh, shirts, the whole fucking shebang. Check them out Brain Customs. You can find them at shopbraindeadcustoms.biggart uh cartel com. You know, Give me some
2: coffee. I need
1: some coffee.
3: Get online and order yours at GetDeadly.com. It's coffee so good, Ah! it's scary.
1: In a world where mainstream horror is oversaturated, it's the indie filmmakers that keep the genre going. With honesty and integrity and a lack of care for putting butts in the seats over quality of picture, which makes us more than pleased to have this guest on tonight Mr. James Lemon of it came from 508 That's it <laughs>
2: No debt goes unsettled. Some things should stay buried. A journey into the minds of madness. This film contains content that some viewers may find shocking. To avoid feeling ill, keep repeating it isn't real. It isn't
1: real. Tonight, we are fortunate enough to have Mr. James Lamont with us. James. Hi. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> He's been on all night. Thank, He's been on all you. night. Well we're giving him like the official this is his segment. Yeah. Intro.
0: The time has come.
3: Produ- well, thanks for having me.
1: Producer, thanks. director, writer.
3: All around nice All around
1: guy. sexy bearded man.
3: Yeah. I do what I can. Rock and
1: roller too, right?
3: Yeah, used to be in a band. Used to be in a band. Mr.
1: Guilty. Mr. California Raisin. California bent <laughs> rim on his hat. <laughs>
2: He does do that yeah the California front. Flip. Suicidal tendency. shit.
3: Uh well yeah, because that's <laughs> nice. that's what I do.
2: Uh, <laughs> Ryan. Keep talking, Ryan.
1: Keep talking, Ryan. Well
2: <laughs>
1: we have uh I'm just going on the notes here. We have and I know that I've watched we watched them.
2: Yes. Okay. So yeah, we've we watched did. your movies that we you've did. made. Of course. Right. Through your cool. through your production uh, company
1: and a awesome film, and a film that is through the production company made by someone else
2: oh and that Correct. is uh strawberry lane. strawberry lane
1: but we uh we have one last kill which I believe yep. is the first one yep.
2: uh yeah because you guys uh if I'm not mistaken from I took I lifted a little something from your website you guys are doing kind of anthology slash trilogy with your work yeah currently
3: uh yep. That is the that is the end goal we we've got one more to go, but yeah, the box and one last kill are tied to the same anthology
2: okay now is this uh and then you're bobbing and weaving different sets of stories, correct
3: yes, okay, yes, perfect,
2: so you're currently working on your third one, yep are you in pre pro or
3: we are in pre-production, can't say that officially, can't say what it's called, besides I'll just call it moving day for now.
2: hmm moving day. Moving on up. Mr. Mr. Hush-Hush. Yeah. About but you gotta be nowadays.
1: Right. Or as I like to refer to him as, Mr. NDA.
2: <laughs> Mr.
3: NDA. Do not... You be res- careful.
2: Do not resuscitate.
1: That's what I learned about those. So... <laughs>
2: yeah, shut your mouth, Ryan. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I do know that you specifically wanted to focus on... Uh, the your new, your newest film, The Box.
2: Well, yeah. let's let's get a little bit of backstory. So, you started making movies how long ago? It, like, how did you how did you uh, come about getting your group together and tell us about kickstarting it? Kickstarting
3: this shit. This this August, um, will make six years since we started this whole journey. Um, so I I have always had a passion for for doing films and filmmaking in general. And but I never really had the means. I didn't. I didn't know where to start to even like reach the the possibility of making a film. Yeah. Let alone. So I just did a lot of writing. Um. I actually wrote my first uh, stage play when I was eight years old. Wow. Um, wow. And that was. I mean, it was like a verbatim rip off of like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. <laughs> the first nice. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Nice. I'll allow it um but yeah no like we brought the whole i i mean it it gave me the the work ethic you need to make an indie film like like we built the props we we did the rehearsals we i wrote the script like i directed it like it was that it was that foundation and i didn't really do anything with it again until we started doing this but i was always writing Yep. I was always writing, um, even in the sidelines when I was in bands or whatever. I was always writing scripts. I was always doing short stories. Like I was always developing that's, that skill set. Um, so one day I was get, I was in an argument with somebody because um, I've always been a film nerd, and I was arguing with another film nerd, and it came to the atypical sentence: "Well, if you think it's you you think you could do it better, then why don't you?" And I said, "Yeah, why the f- why the fuck don't I?" And I just started posting on social media, like, want to make a horror movie? Who's in? And I ended up building a merry band of people. And then we went into the woods for six months and made one last kill.
2: (laughs) Uh, So that's your first one. So we got, I'm going to give the synopsis of that one. So one last kill says Carl Stefano is looking for an escape, an escape from his past, an escape from his addictions and an escape from himself. His search is stopped short when he meets a young hitchhiker promising him one last fix. But he will soon learn when looking for one last kill, no debt goes unsettled. So that's you said you picked it. You got together with your group of friends or these random people from the Internet that became friends now.
3: Actually, um, it's a big mix of everything these days. But back then, um, I just I was just really blessed um, to have made a lot of connections in the film and in just like haunts and just the horror community in general. Um, Being a huge horror fan, I've been you know, it I I just had that that base of people that were interested enough to come hear what I had to say, and then I was able to sell them on it. So. Nice. it it worked out. But no, I mean like my uh, my director of photography, uh we've been best friends for like 20 years. Um a couple of my actors and actresses I, we've known each other since we were kids. So like it, we've got that family vibe. We we got lucky in that aspect, but we have branched out to bring in people newer people and stuff like that since, you know, when nice. I come out Yeah.
2: All right. So so then then you said you're always writing, so then I'm assuming that in line from the very beginning, were you already trying to do the anthology road, or is that something what? that developed between writing one last kill in the box, or
3: no? Um, actually, I had started with a much larger script. Is basically what it came down to. Um, I had started with something that was like more feature length. It was, it was very close to feature length, actually. Mm-hmm. And we had soon once we started like getting into things and like we were realizing like, hey, man, like we, we can either break this apart and like do this in pieces and kind of create something over a longer period of time or we could take three years and make this movie, which would be this huge risk. So we decided to go with something more shorter form. Now, One Last Kill itself, the story was initially proposed to me by a wonderful man named Johnny Surrette who wrote the original story that was one last kill. Correct. It was a much, it was a much smaller piece of, of the puzzle, you know? And I said, Hey man, why don't you, uh, can I, can I, you know, can I get a shot at kind of refurbishing the script? Like, can I expand on some stuff? I see a lot of potential here, but I want to bring it out to be something longer. And he, he gave me his blessing. He let me run wild with it. And then Erica, um, also one of my lead actresses helped, you know, came in and helped out on the script. So, johnny her and myself ended up co-writing that that screenplay for one last kill and it became more so in line with what we did with the final piece so then we move on
2: to the box then right um when did you do one last kill 2015
3: we started we started initial um pre-production on that in 2015 it came out in 2017 okay Um, we hit we hit the ground running right after that with the box though. I had okay. I already kind of had the script loaded in the chamber.
2: All right. And then uh I noticed some of the same people were in there so it's kind of you're working with the same group of people that you know you can get a, a good finished product with, I'm assuming, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, essentially, you know, we're we're not rich, so it's not like we can go out and pay Yeah. Matthew McConaughey to come yeah. in and uh, All right. Do it. right, right. Yeah. So 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 we don't get those we don't get that choice we don't get the uh the the option so if i have good people i'm gonna i'm gonna hang on to them i'm gonna be like yes you're gonna be on my next project (laughs) um so yeah no there are there are a lot of people but we also expanded um exponentially like when we released one last kill we weren't expecting it to get such a good response
4: Mm -hmm.
3: and we kind of didn't have like we kind of were like okay well let's let's go forward with the box but it was a much more involved project i'm sure you guys have seen the movies the the the, the production values are night and day like one last kill is really minimalist where the box is like really out there so i was like oh we got to expand the crew so we brought in a ton of i i mean the crew probably tripled between the two films so we we ended up bringing in a whole bunch of new people to the family so to speak
2: all right, so I'm going to give it a little synopsis on the box here. Uh, so it says, two months after Carl Stefano's killing spree was brought to its bloody end in the sleep, sleepy town of Longview, Massachusetts, a strange husband and wife struggled to reconcile after the disappearance of their daughter two years beforehand, until a discovery buried in their backyard forces their worst fears to crawl to the surface. So, um developing the box how did that go about
3: as far as as far as writing it or pre-production
2: uh, or, a little bit of both yeah I guess whichever road you want to go down
3: um the the, the scripts for the box was really inspired by um some events in my own life uh, and it was like it was in about you know processing grief or the lack of processing grief and I was really inspired by that like gray area that everybody seems to sit in for a while after somebody passes away, especially yeah. something, especially something as damaging as losing a child. Yeah. Um. So I really wanted to go with something um more emotionally rich than what we had done with One Last Kill. I feel like One Last Kill was a really good film, but it was also very nihilistic. Yeah, it was. It was there was no real like good guy bad guy mm-hmm. dynamic in that film at all. No. so we. I really wanted to. I was like, once I knew what I was working with as far as Erica, Dan, and I knew I could that we could produce our a really good final product with our acting. I was like, let's let's really dig deep. Let's let's pull like something that's really gonna rip people, rip their heart out. Yeah. In a, um, so that's really where the script came from. As far as the pre-production goes, oh god, we, we're we're all blue collar. Um, we we we're all we're all used to working some pretty heavy labor for li- for a living. So yeah. we said, okay, we're gonna need a lot of props. We're gonna need a lot of makeup. Let's just get to it. And I mean, all that stuff um, was developed. You know, in people's living rooms. And I, I mean, the coffins built in our backyard, like that kind of stuff. Like, but it was it was all us. Like we we just were like, OK, we're going to go in and just get our hands dirty and get it done.
2: Yeah, I did see in the credits that you 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 worked on some of the effects, special effects stuff, too. Right.
3: Um, I, I was mostly oversight because I had a very specific vision and
4: mm-hmm. what I
3: was looking for. Um, but most of the actual on hand effects were handled by uh Bob and Lauren Mendel and Erica Looker.
1: That was my favorite one. What? The Box.
2: The Box I, I liked was, I liked it.
1: I was I was very much a particular fan of how it was shot, um the uh the cinematography of it, um, lighting structures, all of that. It just felt like uh compared to One Last Kill, like a whole uh like a different, it up the ante yeah. on it. Right. It's, I'm not saying One Last Kill wasn't. A well, good no, they knew it. I enjoyed doing, One no. Last Kill, but I'm saying when it, when you get to the box, it's like a whole nother. It's like almost when you're watching, it's, it's, it's not almost, it's like when you're watching other filmmakers in their first film compared to the second film. Yeah. Once the first film gathered the steam, you, the next one is that much more. Uh, I don't want to say improved upon to, to to give a superior knowledge of it, but to me it was a superior film. Um, well, no, so, I mean,
2: you could, you could call it, you know, like you learn from your experience, so you know what to do. And you,
1: well, it was also a different type of story. I felt like... Yeah.
4: I was going to say the differences in the story,
2: too.
1: I just, I, I really appreciated uh, the different uh, shooting styles and the lighting mm-hmm. on that. It was very atmospheric. Yeah. I felt James, that you had pulled off this whole aesthetic with that film, and um, I'm just curious about uh, the work going into deciding the uh, the uh, the aesthetic of the film.
3: Um, actually, there was a lot of Paul and I. Paul being my um, cinematographer, director of photography, we did a lot of tests, um, and because we had access to this house, the house that the box was shot in well before we actually shot the movie, so we went down and we were really seeing like okay how do these shadows actually because it was all single source lighting mm-hmm. right like the whole there was no I really wanted the dark to feel oppressive I didn't I didn't want there to be like that backlight oh like there's moonlight coming in here I wanted it to be void so all you really got to work with is that like hand lamp in the basement in the black. Cause so we really went down there with one of those. And we really like shot a ton of stuff where we were just like messing with the light and seeing where the shadows would play and like where people should be holding it. And like, what's going to get the best look for those things. We also played a lot um, in uh, ahead of time with that footage. We also played a lot with color schemes. Um, There a lot of expressions of isolation um, in the color and then a lot of like basically y- your sunlight was the safety you get the warmth you get your your ease and then if you realize um slowly through the movie that 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 warmth goes away but it's a gradual process so you get this like anxiousness throughout the whole thing building where things get more gray and blue and right. so there was actually a very deep thought process that went into, the progression um of those elements, and especially in the lighting
2: yeah you there can was, uh, there's a particular scene that if I'm not mistaken where that flip takes takes control like the color scheme takes control through the rest of the movie
3: yes, yes, there is one very you are absolutely right there's one scene where you see actually do see the color bleed into each other yeah. it's very subtle and it's not it's not the easiest thing to catch, but you do see it. You're absolutely right. There is a there's a color bleed. You
1: know, my, you know you know my favorite shot in that whole movie was. What was it? My favorite shot is uh when Bob Mandel with the handlamp. Yep. That uh, to touch on his the void. Yep. Uh part is just how he's how all you really get is him in that handlamp. Yeah. But all around him and I feel like when you see that whole area with lights on. Mhm. You can it's 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 a confined space. It's a small space. Like you feel like even with the lights off, you should be able to see the walls around him. Yeah, but they totally pulled off that. Like it's it's almost because of like, like with it's almost like there's he's in the he's in the void. Like that moment, like you knew he was gonna buy it because yeah. it seemed like it was almost. And I hate to relate it to something that because he poo poos on everything. Um. Almost that, uh, that, uh, whatever you call that in that in the insidious films, the where whatever they, that, uh, whatever they called it, in the, the realm, the, yeah, whatever they fucking called <laughs> it in that, but where it's like all you get with that light source, well, yeah, he's source. like descending into, yeah, all you get with that light source death. is that one singular person, and there's just nothing else around him. So, like, you're watching this and you're waiting for it to come from anywhere, yeah. Like, it can yeah. come from anywhere. There's no more sense of him being in this. fucking
2: anybody could get it. In he's out hallway. of his safe space.
1: hmm But, so, like, I completely appreciated that. I did want to particularly mention the sound on that as well. In, that, in the film, in general, in both films, uh, the sound work on that was just uh, the squishes and the crunches. And when you, um, I mean, you don't show it in the film, but... You know his head got fucking split open like a fucking melon. It was just that sound of the hammer coming down. They and show then you, they
2: show a little bit of it
1: when they don't show that finished product when you get that last smack in the dark. Yeah. and you hear his head totally is that what that was? That's what that was, right, Jim? That was his head uh, opening up.
3: Okay, okay. There's a there's a very um, John Carp I, I had seen this in an interview with John Carpenter about the first Halloween movie. And it's a line that I've taken, that I've really taken in as part of my overall education as a director. Your
4: mantra?
3: My mantra as a director. It's not what you see. It's what you don't see. Horror is in the implication. It is not in the delivery. If I had put that on screen, it would not nearly have been as effective. But you hear it. You know it's happening, it's fading to white. you have this music building and then you get that last much louder hit and you just hear the gook spilling onto the floor. and you just your mind runs wild. you know It's that mm-hmm. magic you find in reading a book, you, it, but you're trying to reproduce it on screen. Yeah. So you, 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 in that moment, even though you're watching it happen, you have all of these visions that you're creating in your own head. And then it fades down to white, and you just hear that breathing, and ah, uh, that whole that whole sequence is like my favorite <laughs> film. It's because I I mean it seems to be the mo- the thing that affects people the most, and I can see why. Yeah. But I just it's just like one of those like directorial home runs where you're like you you see it unfold that way, and you're like
0: ah oh, yes yes it worked. <laughs> Sometimes less and more. Well, it's like Absolutely. that.
1: It's like that perfect fifty fifty to me of where. It goes that extra mile of that, like, where I love, like, the really, really visceral horror mm-hmm. where, it, where it, it, like, I don't want to call it a cutaway because it's not a cutaway. It's not a full cutaway. But it's like that, like how I love French extreme horror where you're watching this person get bludgeoned to death every single hit all the way through to the end. And it's so hard to watch. But it's, you're still watching it. But he nailed it with the sound. So it gives you that letting your mind run wild with it. At the same time, it's still dipping its toes in that extra mile because it does go all the way to the head coming apart and spilling onto the ground. But it gives you the imagination to it at the same time. And I just really love that, that whole sequence right there. Thank you. I want to touch on Strawberry Lane. Strawberry Lanes? Oh, uh, okay. Right. We ah, did we did watch that one. What I want to know about that because this was this it's a 508 release. Yeah, but it's... it but it wasn't made or written by you. I did I don't even remember seeing your name in the credits.
3: No. Um I s- just call it silent executive producer.
1: So, I I would like to know um since it is an outside made movie what made you want to release this under the 508?
3: Jeremy has an immensely large set of balls. That's that's why I I think that that film while not my film obviously, it it speaks to what we try to do we try to push a limit we try to we try to do something different maybe maybe we're doing something that's been seen before but we're doing it in a different way that speaks to people i feel like jeremy's work however you feel about it it affects you and i had i just i was like no um i was like that movie it's it speaks to a different crowd than my films do but at the same time I feel like it still has an audience that appreciates it, and I, I just had to have it at that point. I, I had, to, I was like, "Let me release it, man. Let me, let me get it out there for you."
2: All right, so let's give a little synopsis as to what Strawberry Lane is about. So it says here: Journey into the pit of darkness and witness the twisted fantasies of two depraved killers. Harry Mayland is a lonely man with a sinister secret. Billy Crawford is a dangerous psychopath with a penchant for blood. What could happen when two depraved madmen fight for the same victims? Journey down Strawberry Lane. Sit back, relax, and prepare to lose your mind. So, yeah, Strawberry Lane. Um, Like you said, it's very, it's, when I watched it, it's very jarring. Like you said, it's, it's not, in the same vein of like the work that you do per se, as far as like how they chose to shoot certain things and the sound design and that kind of stuff, um, but I thought it was—I I saw what they were doing with it. Uh, my 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 thing with the was the, and I don't know if you've talked to him about this, but the sound design—it was very—it was kind of off-putting for me, not like in a bad way, but just like in an uncomfortable way. Was like from yeah. scene the scene, like just a, uh, you know, hissing and just like certain things that were.
3: It's by design. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I thought.
0: Yeah, that's say, what, what it I was, figured. I think it was meant to be. Yeah,
2: and I can see why you guys picked it up, put it on the roster.
0: It's a,
3: it's a one of a kind experience. <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, in the beginning, it gave me a little not in the beginning, but when it got going, like in the apartment scene, kind of like uh, pie, a pie type of deal.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, very in the vein of you know, not. I would say you know, Lynch yeah. Waters. Mm-hmm. Like That's,
1: I was gonna go the direct. I got a huge Lynch vibe off of yeah. the film. It was like the like Lynch does horror. Mm. Is what I kind of got off of that. Just the the general the general feel of it. Just yeah. it very much made yeah. me think of that.
2: So uh you said that's from uh your buddy there what's his name
3: jeremy joseph Aruda very Arruda. very talented cat okay. um he also did the scoring for the box he's very he's a man of many hats
2: there you go that's cool um so for the next project are you gonna do you have a like a whole new cast or um,
3: Um. little from column A, a little from column B, okay. uh, we've been, we I, I actually pulled kind of pulled a Mickey, um, on people mm-hmm. and I, I had, I had, we were running auditions all through the fall yep. and into, um, in, in, almost into like December and I, I had slipped them a fake script
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> and made them audition for characters I made them audition for characters, and they did. It mostly just because I'm look. I was looking for some pretty key, important performances, Mm -hmm. and when you tell, when you bring people in and you have them read this script, and it, it all becomes very robotic, and they're dialing in and they're asking you too many questions. I don't like in the audition process people asking me too much what i want to see i don't i don't really care so much what i'm looking for i know what i'm looking for i want to see what you do with it yeah and 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 you know so i we we did this fake script and it was it was an elaborate script too like it was it was like the ultimate like audition prank i guess but i had i had said oh pick the characters you want to do uh, and I was totally freewheeling. I was like, what characters do you want to read for? Give it a shot. Give it, read for as many as you want, man. It's all good. We're keeping it loose. And I plucked all of these performances. And then just like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, yeah, guys, sorry about that. But here's the real script and here's who I want you to <laughs> read for now. <laughs> so so we, we we were in the process of callbacks. Um, Much bigger cast than both the box and one last kill so it's it's that's why i'm going through this wider kind of audition process with it but it's been very painstaking at the same time like i've, I've whittled it down to 10 people which is kind of a miracle <laughs> it's gonna be a hoot that's, that's <laughs> was, yeah. all
2: right so um we've talked about the effects um some of the kills we touched on uh now to make You know, projects like The One Last Kill, The Box And, um, you know, you obviously have to work with some kind of budget Um, Would you categorize your movies in the micro-budget type of deal? Or are you working with a nice, healthy budget?
3: It really depends, right? Like, I don't set myself to a limit of This is how much money we're going to spend on this movie it's how much money is this movie going to cost and where are we getting it?
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: you know? Um, it, it micro budget, I mean, yes, in comparison to Hollywood, absolutely micro budget. Like, I don't have a million dollars to throw in a movie. <laughs> um, but, I mean, they're healthy enough. They're healthy enough. We probably, We probably, I mean, One Last Kill, no, we didn't spend a lot of money on One Last Kill. The box was probably ten times the budget. As one last kill, you know, um. But yeah, I mean, even even with the box, I would still say it was definitely a micro-budget film because you've got, you know, most you got people out here making you know movies for two, three million dollars. I mean, that's like your your baseline budget for a film is probably about a million. Yeah. And so yeah, no, we're we're infinitely lower than that. (laughs) 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 But there's a line there. It's and it, it's tough, um, but it's this line that we try to dance on, where it's like, okay, is it going to cost us too much money to make this believable? At no point in our films do I want anything to feel like a B movie, mm. you know. Which is why, like, I guess, like the, the ca- question of how much our movies cost might be slightly ambiguous because I think we do a pretty damn good job of delivering a product that doesn't feel like a B movie. Yeah. Yeah. And when you when you dance that line, it's like, okay, well we can make this believable, but how? And I really like the, I, I mean, we, it, when you keep your budget kind of loose like that, like you can kind of like go, okay, well let's minimize this scene and go nuts on this scene. And we can, you know, so I try to keep the budgeting as loose as I possibly can. Um, but no, but sorry, long winded answer, but yeah, <laughs> micro. No, all right <laughs>
1: No, well, budget when it comes to films is a real flexible kind of subject. Right. You have multi-million-dollar pictures. Yeah. That that's where you get into that realm, like we were talking about about putting butts in the seats because they're yeah. concerned with making that money back. And then, yeah. but then you take something where I mean, might not be everybody's budget, but like Blair Witch budget a sixty grand. Yeah. And then you put that out, and that's a sixty thousand dollar movie. Doesn't feel like a B-movie at all And Correct. then It's it's a movie that's made For the craft of it They just set out to make a movie that Fucked you up while you were watching it Spent by Hollywood standards You know a plink in the bucket yeah, And made back 250 million dollars Because That to me Is a testimony of A well Crafted film mm-hmm. Without needing a well, a huge budget. I'm sure when they put something like that out, they weren't expecting to make back
0: no. right
1: blockbuster money.
2: Well, no, that's, I mean, uh, that, that, that. Because then we
1: got Blair Witch 2 because that movie did so
2: well. <laughs> but, I mean, that, I, I always like say, like this, like, all right, say if we gave someone a million dollars, make, make the best you can with this million dollars. Like, are they, would they make, like, a better movie with more money, or would they just do what they could like in their experience,
3: you know what I right. mean? Like I don't I don't I don't I, see, I don't think I don't think the budget makes the movie at all. Yeah,
2: that's what I say.
1: It's it's no. in it's in the craft. You yeah. could make it with nothing. Look at stuff like early Romero and all that, yeah. where they create you know, they're creating effects out of out of a can of spaghettios and some shoestring. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? And it's but they're pulling off what they wanna show. Correct. And it looks amazing and it's made for then that, that gag was made for the cost of a can of spaghettios and some shoestring. Mm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like it's it's <coughs> so the, like when
2: you see these big blockbusters, like you know, then you, you end find up out, you
1: end up with a CGI gunshot. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like a lot uh-huh. of the money
2: goes towards like the actors I was gonna say, and, yeah, more Well yeah. Yeah. actors are grotesquely
1: overpaid.
3: <laughs>
2: I don't know about grotesquely, well, but...
3: Well, a lot of your budgeting, too, is insurance. Yeah. So when you get, like, those big, like, stunts and stuff like that, like, there's there's an insane amount of money being spent in insurance to make sure, you know, nobody's liable. So there's also that, too, to keep in mind when you're budgeting a film. is like, okay, uh, if I throw somebody off a building... What kind of insurance do I need to make sure that if this guy dies, I don't get sued?
1: Tangrams,
3: yeah, Ten grand. It,
1: can of Spaghettios, and some shoestring.
3: Exactly. So, like, that's also another factor is like your. I call it the stunt factor. Is anybody like act, it, at any real risk doing this? And it kind of comes down to like those questions or, you know, it's like, and then you ask your actors what they're down for, and uh-huh. that you you, you kind of come up with like a balance throughout
1: all of it you know what budget aside i feel that this is quality product coming out of 508 yeah i can see it's i enjoyed the films all three of them absolutely all the way through killed them watched them multiple times absolutely loved it and i love what you guys are doing over there awesome and i cannot wait to see uh homeward bound moving day Moving. Day. I can't wait to see the five oh eight reboot of Homeward Bound the Incredible Journey.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh I got well, a question. Uh, uh yeah, sure. With uh scouting for like locations. I know you said for the box you had you guys had the house and then you were able to do you know, camera tests and all that kind of stuff. But like when you're scouting for locations, like let's say for your new project, so like how do you go about doing that like do you have to pull permits type of deal depending on you know if you we, want.
3: We, we try to avoid that as much as poss- possible we we actually try to shoot on private property with people that are down with us doing it okay. that kind of, you can kind of bypass some of that horse shit um it, 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 into being out and out illegal you don't you don't you don't really want to dance with that because cities love their money and yeah if you but so like private property is probably um the key thing and and you know what like a lot of people a lot of people are really stoked to have their stuff in a movie so you'd be you'd be very surprised if you reach out to people and are like hey uh if anybody's interested you know if you want to let us use your house it'll be in a movie and i mean that's how we got the house for the box (laughs) so i mean it's it's just a matter to me it's just a matter of reaching out there seeing who's willing to house you so to speak quote unquote and just trying to work out some kind of amicable deal um and you can bypass some of the bureaucratic horseshit that is involved in filmmaking
0: what was your worst experience on set so far
3: my worst experience... Like, it doesn't have that.
0: to be, like, with, like, you know, people you're working with or, like, anything that, like, didn't, like, go right or, or something that kind of, like, was like, a... Like, did you
1: accidentally hit Bob in the head with a <laughs> sledgehammer? Like, something like that.
3: Um, no, that was Erica's worst experience because that shot, he was... act Okay, so the hammer came down. That was, like, way closer to his face than it looked like it was. Oh, shit. And- <laughs> so yeah, that was probably Bob and Erica's worst experience filming a movie so far. They nobody got hurt though. Let's Good. just put that there. Good. Um, my worst experience. Oh, that uh, one last kill when we were filming the Frog the Murder Boy scene. <laughs> I couldn't keep a straight face. <laughs> I had to direct from behind a car thirty feet away, <laughs> and I couldn't hear what they were saying. I was yelling action and cut, and I wasn't even actually seeing the scenes. I had to go. Watch. Paul actually literally had to bring the camera to me, play it back, and watch it. Because I was, like, the first, like, three or four takes, I, to- I, full disclosure, I totally blew them. It was all my fault. Because I just could not, I just could not stop laughing. So that was probably my worst experience so far. Because I was like, oh, man, all these people must think I'm a fucking idiot. But, but yeah, that was, that was probably my worst experience experience filmmaking so far because it was just too damn it was it was just that guy's hilarious (laughs) like everything all of that was 100 percent improv
0: there were no two takes
3: there were no two takes that were the same wow i i gave him a guide like okay this is this is the plot points i need you to touch on and he just ran with it and so everything he came (laughs) out of his mouth it was it was different every time like if you get, if you get the blu ray of one last kill there's actually a blooper reel just of his lines oh that's cool and on all the random stuff that he was saying and it was all just freaking nuts so like yeah that was my worst experience i couldn't i couldn't keep it together at Hey, all.
0: that's not even too bad though well you can't have a
1: <laughs> no. you, you can't have a yang, uh uh yang without the ying so
0: what
1: that's worst experience i'm saying so then oh. is there any particular moment in any of your films that you were uh on the opposite end of the spectrum, just particularly uh, psyched about that you got that A shot or experience. you got that scene done. Or it pulled off. Is there any particular moment in one of your films where you could just watch it and you're just like, I
3: fucking got it
1: right. Like I fucking nailed it. You know what I mean?
3: Well, yeah, no. The um, the scene. Well, we already touched on the scene. You just said
0: that.
3: Ryan, no, but we, was that
1: overall? In engine, gi- I meant overall <laughs> no. in general, not with just <laughs> no. one particular <laughs> film.
3: No, we can... Th- I- I'm actually going to throw another story in there. All right. Um, because this one, this one's a little... Uh, it's a little more fun. So, the hammer scene was good, but in the box, the beer drop... hmm I know that doesn't look like it was a whole lot going on there, but that was the most epic moment in that whole shoot. We... I mean, like... We tested and tested, and tested empty beer bottles. We <laughs> didn't want to waste beer, and ah, yeah. <laughs> we did not want to waste real beer. So we only had the two. Like that was all we were going to use because I mean it's a, it's a cardinal sin. I mean it was right. it was Guinness. It was Guinness too. Right. So, beer. Um, <laughs> so we. Paul like we like the amount of extra work that went into that shot that people probably don't realize like we're like okay we're gonna do the framerate at this frames so we can catch it like at here and like we had the blast shield in front of the camera like and it was just like it was like the one scene we had where stunt crew because Erica was like on Justin's socks and she was about to drop like all this shattered glass at her feet and like we pulled it off and it was just the one take that was, like we didn't shoot anything extra for that. It was just the one take, and it was just like, and the minute it happened and it all came together, and Paul like put his thumbs up, like everybody in the room cheered because yeah. we spent like half, because we spent like half a day just to get this beer drop. <laughs> <laughs> so that was probably like the crowning achievement. That's awesome. <laughs> it was a fun time. Perfect. It was fun. Don't drop the beer. I mean, I could see dropping some Bud Lights or like right. Or oh my some god, Bud- we were dropping Guinness. Like like can't you can't mess around? That's top no. shelf.
1: On B.L.s, <laughs> that is the most eastern side of Massachusetts <laughs> thing I've ever heard. What? It was fucking Guinness, man. Guinness. We can't drop, we can't drop stout. <laughs> chocolate, beer? chocolate beer. Chocolate beer. Cannot drop. Stout. Guinness is not it's chocolate
2: just beer. Just, I don't know. How it looks dark. Dark. <sighs> dark chocolate, bro.
3: No, there's chocolate stouts, but that's not a chocolate.
2: Yeah. Stout. <laughs> I don't drink that stuff anyway. I get the Guinness.
3: I do and it was very I was very sad to
2: see it happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking
1: of sad,
2: uh-oh. What what's what's up?
3: I'm not happy, Ryan. I
1: think it's time I think it's time we rate. You want to do some ratings? I do. I want to I want to rate uh-oh. the product of 508. Okay, right in with, front of with, this guy. With James right there. All right. And I think he's going to he, he's going to take it like a champ. I think he'll take it. You wanna do it overall or do you wanna do each individual? Thing?
2: Um I think we could do uh how about overall?
1: Nah, I think no. Each, wanna- film,
2: each film has its you know, separate story, feel, all that shit.
1: Well that and Strawberry Lane isn't one of James's yeah. the, a five oh eight. Alright, so um
2: we'll start with the uh one last kill then. You wanna go Ryan?
1: What, one last kill? Yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. give it a five. Give it a five. I'm going to go straight down the middle. Okay. I enjoyed watching it. Okay. But I'm glad that they put the box out after that. Yep. So I'm going to go five straight down the middle. Okay. Mandy. I didn't think we
0: were doing this
2: <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Um, I
0: mean, <coughs> I think I'll agree with Ryan on that. I'll give it a six, though just cuz oh, it cause was
2: fuck ryan. it
0: was no i actually yeah that's exactly fuck why ryan. because fuck ryan and you know i want james to like me more so <laughs> i'm going to go with six
1: i i don't i don't um, think that's a problem
0: and uh angel uh, you going to go 7 no. <laughs> you going to go 7
1: no i'm
2: going to go comes the tape measure no i'm going to go with the six as well um there's a bunch of stuff i liked about uh one last kill the you know the flip flop back and forth uh color Schemes. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good point. So, uh, uh, the 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 stuff in the woods. You know, I'm, I'm not going to give too much away because right. I want you guys to go exactly. buy this stuff and support these guys. But um, you know, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go with a six as well for right. one last kill.
1: So should I just start with the box?
2: Yeah, start with the box, Ryan.
1: I give the box a seven and a half. Okay. Which is a high score for me. For you. I enjoyed it. I watched it multiple times. I think every I think every aspect of it was shot well. The I liked the fact that the single source lighting, the creating the void around uh in the dark spaces. Um I thought the acting was great in it. Um mm-hmm. Mostly. And um I just found it to be I I really like that head opening sound. Like mm. that that scene like wicked stuck with me. So I feel like that was uh mission achieved on their behalf. Okay. So I'm going to give it
0: a seven and a half. I was already going to give it an eight before you said seven and a half.
1: Lies. That is not
0: a fucking lie. I thought you were going to come to me he first. He likes you already. Like, it's an eight. No, I mean, I definitely thought that movie was an eight. Everything you said, also like going into more like the atmosphere of it and like the whole feeling, it did give me like a, a darker feeling like I had. Uh, it was a little bit, there was more emotion in that one too, which I really liked how it made me feel.
1: Dan really sh- I, I, like
0: shined at I, this. I, yeah, that too. Like The acting was really, really good. Uh, the effects were great. I just thought overall it was a really, really good movie. I liked it a lot. I enjoyed that the most out of everything we watched. As we had said before, um you can tell... You know the differences in the work although it is a different story but you know i think you can tell you know all the all the work that was put into it and it definitely shined through for sure
1: all right here comes
2: angel uh
4: i'm
2: gonna go with seven and a half as well thank you um i did enjoy the story i did like um did we record no that was off record right okay what um (laughs) Yeah, go buy it so you can t- so you know what's what's going on. But um, I did like the story, the acting. Like we said, um, you know he was in the first one as well. But um, yeah, this for for the box he was stepped it up. It was a lot of More stepping up. Um, involved in the story, I think. You know, and yeah, seven and a half for that for the box.
1: All right, and then even though it's you know James didn't make it, he did put it out. Well, it's like tra-
2: it's like trauma, you know. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that kind of deal.
1: Uh, better. Better than try I feel like he's a little more discriminatory. No, but, but I'm
2: saying, you know. They didn't make it, but they put it out, you know? So to you by
1: trauma. Strawberry Lane. Yes. Go ahead, Ryan. I'm gonna give it a seven. You're gonna give it a seven? Just right behind the okay. box. Um I saw what they were doing with it. There were aspects of it I dug. I particularly uh the opening shot of that was my favorite part i'm not saying like everything else was shit but i'm saying like that opening scene of the pov of the the corpse in the bathtub and him just kind of stroking it with his hand okay uh which totally came off sexually and then well i don't want to reveal too much i want him to buy it but um it, it was just it's i give it a seven i very much uh I like the aspect. I like that I got a lynch vibe off of it because I get a lynch yeah. boner
0: when Absolutely. it comes to stuff like that. So, I got hey, that vibe you too. You be
1: lynch boner.
0: I'll give it a good old six for that vibe. I actually really did enjoy that. And I like, hey, mind fucking shit. I love it.
2: All right. I'm going to go with an eight on that wow. one. Oh, um, wow. I, I, I like that it gave, I mean, obviously it's black and white. So I got to, you know, um, but it gave me the pie, a pie feeling. Mm. Um, then you mix it up with, you know, the killers and all that stuff. And <sighs> watch it. Cause there's, there's some.
1: Uh, uh,
0: That's the thing. It's like trying to. Not I'm trying not to too give, give too much away. away. Usually, and, right. and usually we
2: usually spoil we, the fuck yeah, out of everything. We spoil everything. So Wait, it's kind of. If kinda you hard.
1: weren't here, James, we'd be spoiling the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so. Um, uh-huh. But but, <laughs> but uh yeah, I definitely like the is good. Know, the is good. Um you know and, and how it ended too is uh it
1: was well put together mm. so I uh, I'll give it an eight. So all good scores on a show Absolutely. that that gives movies negative because yeah. we've done it. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, we've given negative. Yeah. Mandy gave a Mandy gave something negative <laughs> too. I remember two. and I have given zeros. Yeah.
3: Wait, so. was it day of the dead bloodline? Cuz I definitely that was like a negative. No, it was so something- I feel like I owe me. I money. actually
1: think her negative was something that Angel loved. No. You liked it. That, that ghost, uh, the, I didn't the
0: paranormal it. investigator. I get ones. it that it's supposed to be funny. I just didn't oh, get it.
1: detective.
0: It was Detectives. too stupid. You were to be like, funny. this is
2: great. And she was like, negative two. No, but you got. Fuck gotta, you. Go watch it again. Um, I was just so, like,
0: nope, nope. So. No, I'm
2: not doing it. I don't care if it was funny.
1: Great, not doing it. Negative great, 10.
2: <laughs> great. Fuck Angel.
1: Uh, so, great <laughs> scores. I, I cannot recommend checking out. Uh, five oh eight enough, and going yeah. and picking up and the awesome rays They're awesome people. They're I awesome people. It. As you see, very thank humble, very. Uh, a yeah, film. We, we a talked film. to them
2: at, at, at Rock and Shock. We met. We met Erica, Dan. And Erica. Dan, you know Bob Mandel. We've we, we've met before. Yeah, we yeah, know yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you guys are awesome people. You know what I mean? Thank you, thank so, you. We try. Yeah, we try. Man.
1: So we look forward to everything that you got. Uh, you got on deck in the bullpen anything coming out you guys are bars, guys on, are, bars on
3: deck you guys are killing it. we have got uh besides the movie we've got a couple of other surprises coming out this year um leading up to that Autumn 2020 so or, we got yeah. we, we're going to have a couple of more things that are going Oh pop
2: yeah that's up right you guys you guys so you do you run that that, oh, that, f- that festival
3: that. yes i do all well, right I, I in a in cooperation with bmg events
2: okay yeah bmg events
1: you know what while we're wallets while it's come up so I you feel, saying 2020 I, like, I feel like assholes because we didn't what bring up dead of autumn so let's well, we're bringing it up now let's i want to i want you to talk about that a little bit tell us how you came up with the idea and what Our, it is for the people who don't know
3: okay so dead of autumn is a hybrid festival it is not your average film festival where you go in with theater and sit there and get your popcorn and it's it, and just watch this mind-numbing non-stop barrage of short films. It's, yeah. that's not what we do. Um, it's in an arcade bar. That's that's how we did it last year. We'll see what happens this year. Working on some stuff. Um,
2: DDR and stuff.
3: Yeah, no, there was DDR. Anything you could imagine. Um, we set up. In there, uh, we had 15 vendors. Uh, it's a, it's a hybrid convention festival. It, it's a film festival. It's a convention. It's all happens in one night. It's just a mad <laughs> scramble. Everybody just gets wasted, watches movies, and
4: huh.
3: buy stuff. And we it was it was a blast. It was it was insane. I could not ima- I could not believe the crowd we were able to get pack in there and. Um. Everybody from and it's it's very specific in that it celebrates New England mm-hmm. horror films. It is not about getting the people from Botswana to and 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 Germany and wherever mm-hmm. else in the world. Right. It's it's specifically like it's basically like if you're south of New York City, probably down. just don't probably just don't bother because I'm probably not going to put you in. Um. It's about New England horror filmmakers. It's about the community of very unique and amazing talented people we have out here. So that's that's what we do. We celebrate our community, that's not awesome. necessarily, not necessarily the horror community as a whole. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, it was actually uh, it was really cool because a good friend of mine from New York City, Marcus Slabine, oh, yeah, with I with me. Um, with into the there, they him and his wife run into the labyrinth LLC and they put out a really cool movie called The Last Call. And it's interesting because we Day of the Dead seems to have popped up like 150 times, but um, a, a, m- well, a mutual friend now, but they brought Terry Alexander up because he actually acted in The Last Call. So we had Terry Alexander from Day of the Dead there hanging out. It yeah. was it, it was wild, it was a good time. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean I can't say too much about this year We haven't opened up submissions yet mm-hmm. um, We probably will be around June um, I obviously Will not have a film in there this year So I don't really have a horse in the race um, But that's okay we'll, we'll, That doesn't mean we won't have some kind of surprises Of our own Happening at the film festival It just won't have a movie um,
2: Dance contest
3: yeah. I'm sorry, what?
2: A dance contest of some sorts
3: yeah, no, we're going to bust out the cardboard. Some Run DMC. Oh, it's yeah. going to be, it's going to, we're making break in three. Yeah.
1: B-boy. The electric
3: boogaloo will go down.
1: <laughs> He's going to pull a Kevin Smith and Jan and Bob the Reboot and just,
3: you're all in a movie now. Yeah. How
1: come the cameras?
2: There you go. So that's uh, tentatively what, what time? When?
3: Okay. So as far as that autumn 2020 goes, tentatively, um, it'll be in November. Um, We kind of have a, uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed but there's the the con bubbles kind of popping all mm. around
0: us yeah Sadly.
3: um uh, it's a it's a sad year um we're having some uh we're having some struggles in that department so it kind of created this surge of interest in my little festival that we're trying to plan around and best accommodate without you know without going too big for our bridges it's, it's really it's been a it's been kind of a dodgy little Dance, but I mean Brianna, who runs BMG events, she's incredible. She's she was actually uh, the monster in the box
2: as well. Hey, shout out,
3: shout out. Um, she's been incredible about feeling out stuff while I'm dealing with you know moving and making a new movie and like all this other crazy stuff. So she's kind of been really spearheading what, what planning out at least location wise what we're doing this year. Um. Okay. So it tentatively will be in November. Um, I, I reserve the right to change that date depending on some X factors.
2: So TBA, TBD, TBA.
3: Yes, to TBA, but most likely we will go for the actual right on the nose annual and try to get it first weekend in November like we did last year. There you go. We're going to shoot for that. But it may change. We'll have more to say about that probably around June. Well, I keep would...
1: us in the loop. We'd be glad to report on it and keep everybody in the know.
0: Absolutely,
3: absolutely, absolutely. I I would be more than happy to tell you guys. Maybe
1: we'll even swing up there. We didn't go the first year. We're...
3: No, we didn't. We have press booths. Just saying. Hint, hint, hey. Nudge, nudge.
0: Hey hey. hey,
2: hey. Where can we find you?
3: Okay, find us on Facebook at dot uh, facebook.com backslash it came from 508. You can find us on Instagram at instagram.com backslash it came from 508. You can find us at dot 508com And if you really just want to hear what I spew out of my mouth every day, look me up on Instagram at James Lamont sucks. All one word. There you go. Perfect. James never never Lamont never,
1: sucks. never a truer Instagram handle. <laughs> he doesn't seem like he sucks. No, Seems he's like a great that. guy. I'm glad we met him. Absolutely. Nice guy. So fun times. You can so, fi- so you can yeah. find us.
4: <laughs> this is
1: our part. Shut up. <laughs> you can find us. <laughs> uh, you can find us on the Dorkening Podcast Network as well as Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher.
2: Yes. Follow, subscribe, uh, leave a five star
1: rating or review. Come on. Other than that, fuck off.
0: What should we cover next? What's giving you the old in-out ultra-violent jerk before work? Let us know.
2: Yep. Keep up to date by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
1: Hit up thatstrangeshow.com for links to past episodes and Rambone updates. Fuck you.
0: And remember: strange is better.